0: Great Lakes Guitar Pickups provides fantasy tones at prices of practical guitars to a low. Featuring top-notch construction, attention to detail, and a fully custom product, if you can dream it, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups can probably build it. Follow them on Facebook at facebook.com slash Great Lakes Guitar Pickups. Are you a regular listener? Why not? David here reminding you of all the ways you can participate in the Practical Guitarist podcast. Subscribe using your chosen podcast app review us on itunes stitcher iHeartRadio, or google play find our facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash practical guitarist or on twitter as at guitarist support the show merchandise is available in our threadless store at practical and donate to us via patreon available at patreon.com slash practical Reach out to us directly via email at questions at practicalguitarist.com. Hi, Jim. Hi, Adam. So you may have noticed that I got my delivery notice from FedEx this week for the, uh, yeah. for the secret guitar. Uh-huh. Um, so they sent me uh, a FedEx notice, and they said that it would be delivered on Monday, But then it arrived in Chicago yesterday, and it was actually in Burbank, Illinois, yesterday, which is a sorting facility And it was in Chicago. And it was at my local delivery place, and they marked it out for delivery. And I was waiting, like, this morning for them. And, of course, if you know anything about FedEx, they deliver between 9 and 3.
1: Yep.
0: So this thing happened between 9 and 3, where I thought I was going to miss them, and I didn't. Yep. And this guy showed up. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I just lied to Jim for like five minutes straight uh, before the show. So I've ordered a, uh, you know what this is, Jim. Come on. I can't even guess. Is that a Steinberg? Steinberg? No, no, no. no look, look at the body style. It's that, that body <laughs> style that we talked about in the group. The Kiesel. Yeah. It's nice. the Zeus. Nice. It's the ugly ass Kiesel Zeus. Yes. So, and it's
2: got more strings than it needs.
0: It's got seven. Oh, you can seven throw strings, seven strings, dude! I really like this thing. I'm um, just you know I'm dude, it's got a bird's eye maple neck, and I—you probably can't see the figuring over the camera. I'll send you pictures later. I can see it a is lot, of, stunning. I see uh, a lot of
2: figuring. You know what else I noticed that you like, and I would not be able to stand. There's what?
0: no fretboard mark. Nope, there are. However, on the side, and they glow in the dark. I love those. There's are way. So, um. I got black pickup covers. They're, they're covered. I actually, you know, people bitch and bitch about the Kiesel lithiums so far. I like them. Yeah. Um, they, so remember we were talking about ghost and you were like, Oh, their guitar cones are super compressed. That's what it does. Like it's very high output, like kind of, and for what I want to use this guitar for, it's perfect. Right. Right. Um, And that's, that's
2: what I like about ghost.
0: Now. I don't know if you're going to be able to tell, like, Oh, this is not, this is not black.
2: No, it's like a it's like a purple meets green meets black. It's,
0: meets yeah, it's purple and green. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's a really, purple-green burst. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. I, there, uh, for some reason,
2: when I play guitars that don't have a headstock, and I'm sure you're going to Instagram this thing now.
0: Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to talk about it. Once the, I can. Oh, yeah. The, that's, that's the whole reason we're podcasting early. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep a lid on this very long. So
2: I'm an old man. I get up early, and then I take a nap in the afternoon. I got so today. I got up really early. Went grocery shopping. Went back out. mailed um, uh, John Bot his uh, pickups. He'll have those on Monday. All right. Um, and uh, shout out to John Bot and uh, John. If you're listening, um, please, please, please make a short video of you playing through them.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm, wa- I'm working on the other uh, the other pickups like demo video. That's why there's tape on the floor behind me and stuff. Cause I yep. have tape marking where all the tripods go and everything. So
2: yeah. Even if, even if it's just a reaction video to say, wow, I love these things or wow, I can't stand them, whatever.
0: Yeah. John um, record a video, just a short yeah. clip.
2: Yeah. Um, even if it's like, yeah, one minute Instagram type, uh, something we can link to the podcast. So anyway, uh, yeah. Then I took a nap and Dave goes, do you want to, do you want to, um, a thing and I'm like uh, in about two hours because I'm about to lay down I have no idea how yeah. I, I just lay down and I get up and I, go. I got up and then I said oh I smell so bad you could smell me over the internet so I took a shot <laughs> that's
0: what that was it was
2: <laughs> so, so I'm gonna do a video tonight I'm actually I got my stuff laid out and okay. uh but let's talk about let's talk about that Kiesel First of all, it looks gorgeous. Oh, wow. That is a nice, so that's like the, a mono case
0: type. Yeah, thing. it's like a mono case. It's got velvet inside. Yeah. Um, Good good storage package. Like, it doesn't have a cable storage thing or a loop for it, but it's, uh, actually, it does. It's in the front pack. There you go. So there is nice. cable storage, phone storage, you know, pens, all yeah. that good stuff that you need in a gig bag. Uh, the gig yeah. bag's really tough course, you know, shoulder straps. Yeah, semi-hard. Made, it is not made for fat people and it is definitely semi-hard. I would not like I could take this and put this on a plane and if it did get checked, I wouldn't be that upset cuz I have a feeling it would be protected. Yeah. It's I mean, it? Jim, I can't like <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. That's I can't not cut in half. That's what i was trying to do.
2: Was it you that said uh, the 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 best reason not to use hard shells cuz they tend to be heavy and then people will okay. throw them.
0: We, we yeah that's what about. i've heard i don't know if that's true that's what i've heard yeah. use it at your own risk uh yeah. obviously anything that is going to immobilize your guitar inside and pad it completely basically yeah. what you want is a padded condom um right, um, right. because nothing's, nothing's to
2: guarantee that some jerk who's got who's trying to shove their laptop bag or you know um bottle of liquor that they just bought yeah. trying to put on the plane whatever i don't know if you can have but. I'm just saying they just shove things. Have you seen people putting stuff in overheads and and at, I know that sometimes things get broken in overhead, so I'm not saying that it happens
0: much this, this guitar is less than 36 inches long. That Actually, um I'm looking to see usually I have a tape measure here and I, I well don't, it's
2: not much longer than its scale length. So what's the scale length?
0: Twenty-five and a half. It's it's, it's, it's probably twenty 80 80 longer. Eight, yeah. I mean it's probably eight inches longer than the scale length. But I mean you can see in my lap, like yeah. It's much smaller than than, you know, if you had the, the extra four or eight inches of headstock and like yeah. the, even the the uh, area below the well, bridges.
2: Yeah, there's not a lot behind the bridge, but turning. that is so that's a tremolo, right? That's a tremolo. yeah,
0: that's a that's a tremolo. Um, it's a lot like a Floyd. It doesn't pull up as high, right. um, but it's it, I mean, it'll flutter. It'll do all that stuff. Yep. Um, I've been putting it through its paces today. Uh, I played it probably three to four hours total. Um in between episodes of Deep Space Nine. Um <laughs> I've, been watching, I've been watching we've been binging the hell out of Deep Space Nine lately. Um so I used to love that show. Oh, I still love that show. Like I've seen it before. This is not the first time. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was gonna say I've been binge watching something I already
0: watched. Yeah, like absolutely. Um, especially if you just want noise in the background, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, so I've spent a good four or five hours. I- I'm still wrapping my head around the seven string thing. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with it. Um, the first thing that you notice going from six to seven mm-hmm. is, oh, it doesn't, like, I, I, the riffs where you pull off from the E string and you're, pull, you're doing an upstroke and you just let it go, you can't do that anymore. Nope. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so you have to get real precise with yeah. the stuff you normally play on a six string. But
1: So um,
2: I used to play a seven string when I played in a country band, Yeah, I remember me. that. And uh, it was strictly so I could bang away on those drop D and, you know, and I could get to, it was a, um, a song by the, oh, <sighs> I, their name uh, escapes me at the moment. And, and the, uh, one of the two guys in the band, Montgomery Gentry. Okay. Montgomery Gentry passed away a couple years ago. It was real sad. Because anyway, um, he, when, um, uh, I used to play a, band, a song by them, they had a C note. That was below the E in one of their songs.
0: Yeah, so they were playing in like a C, a drop C tuning or something. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: yeah. Was, it was really low. And for country, that's, that's,
0: I don't know. A country kind of has its roots in that, that, uh, hillbilly like wow. down tune thing from banjos and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Um, it's probably more to suit the singer than anything else. Like if you got yep. a baritone like, uh, uh, Johnny Cash was or something, you're gonna want those low notes available.
2: Absolutely. No. There was a lot of drop D, though, in country. And uh, I used that guitar,
0: but it was a Jackson. seven string. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to apologize to our listeners before you go any further. I have a horrible uh, allergy thing going on right now. So, yeah,
2: this time of year is to-
0: terrible for that. Yeah. If you hear me coughing, blowing my nose, I apologize in advance. Um, did, did I do a good job with just whipping this guitar out of nowhere? Dude, I know. I want to say, awesome. I. get out If you go back in the Facebook group and you search, there was a conversation about Kiesel Zeus's, probably early December, maybe late November. And I remember asking people like, what do you guys think of this body style? And it was like, they're ugly. They're horrible. They're ugly (laughs) as sin. And I'm just sitting there laughing because I'm like, I'm just about to order one. Like, I know this is going (laughs) to happen real soon. Um, And originally I was going to get a Vader, which is like a strat style. And I decided I was going to get the the Zeus because I wanted something a little bit different. So, sue me. I, I don't care if you like it. I, I, this isn't That's, about you. That is what
2: is going to happen in a couple of weeks when mine shows up. So, uh, the one I ordered, I'm not going to say what it is. All I can say is it's a limited edition. It's actually a limited edition. It will only come out for a certain amount of time. Like the next, I think it came out January. They, they announced them in December sometime. Came out in January. They're going to stop them here shortly. They're just they're just sending whatever comes out goes out to the stores now and then. And uh, it's not like don't don't get crazy. It's not a crazy amount of money. But what happened is, if you look behind me, you'll notice there's no SG there. What happened was somebody walked up to me and asked me to be money for. It. And it was more than I paid, and it and it was a perfect storm of timing, because. When the person offered me money for my SG, um, I also uh, was looking at this guitar. I saw a video for it, and I was like, "You know what? I like that. I've, I've been I've been wanting one of these for I, it, since I was young, and I have never owned one like that. So it was like, I'm going I'm going to do it. Drop the I'm going to drop it. So I I went ahead and delivered the S the SG. Then I went to um, store
3: and i ordered it to paul so, custom
2: nope no Nope. well i will say that that number one you're gonna hate it and number two uh, <laughs> <laughs> why do you think i'm gonna hate it because i know you're gonna hate it you're gonna you're gonna hate it you're gonna hate on it just like uh, those people were hating on that oh um, i don't
0: care if people hate on my guitar like i bought dude y- you ask well, people ask people because there are people in the group that knew that i was getting this If you ask around, they'll tell you what I was telling people, which is like, I don't give a fuck what people think. This is my I don't give a fuck guitar.
2: Right. And this guitar that's coming in. Sorry for
0: all the expletives, but that's literally what I was saying.
2: Right. This is one of those ones where I said, you know what? I just don't care. Uh, I'm going for broke and it's not super expensive. It's a limited edition, but it's not super expensive. So but it's it's limited to a certain number and I just wanted to get. So anyway, that's what's in the box. And. Um, I made a call. I I ordered it from Guitar Center. I'll say that. Um, They said they had them in stock. I went there to order it and I was expecting somebody to say three to five days. And they said next month. And I said, you are kidding me. And then I called Guitar Center online. I said, hey, um, you said you got these in stock. And they said, yeah, it's wrong. Uh, We haven't back ordered. um, But you're number one in the slot. And um, do you want us to cancel your order? I said, no, I don't want to cancel the order. He goes, good, because we've got one coming in in five days. We've got like five, five days, and we're going to disperse those five. So they come in little spurts. They don't get like 80 of them. They're getting like five or, you know, five or 10 at a
0: time. And it's only for this year, huh?
2: Yeah, it's only. Um, actually, it's only for probably, well, I don't know how long
3: they'll get these little spurts, but um, so. Yeah.
0: Very very cool. Um,
2: Very cool, and and uh, you know, I mean, all the retailers are going to get their their limited number. Sweetwater will get a few. Yeah, get a few. And Anderson will get a few. Everybody's going to get a few. But I said, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the
3: trigger on this. You know, so I'll just say that,
2: uh, like I said, it it's one that a lot of my um, my (sighs) um, you know influences music wise have played. But it's not a Les Paul, and it's not an SG, and it's not a Telecaster, it's not a Stratocaster, it's not a PRS, and it's not,
3: you know, It's not a a
0: 335.
3: Nope. Uh, Not a 335.
0: But 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 it's probably a Gibson. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll see. I'm just going down the road right here. I Uh, know what you ordered. I know what you ordered now. I'll, I'll tell you ordered the slash Firebird, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> so, believe it or not. Believe it or not, the Izzy
2: Hale um uh Izzy Lizzie Uh she doesn't have an eye in her name. It's Lizzie. Anyway, the Lizzie Hale uh uh Thunderbird or Firebird or whatever, that did cross my mind.
0: But yeah. Well, I'm so uh even you
2: know I was looking at the Peter Frampton
0: yeah well i I honestly the Madison, reason why,
2: that's the one that really cost me. but well, the, you know what I found out about Peter Frampton okay there's two things about those two guitars. one, the lizzie Hale might not happen,
1: so I yeah. might
2: have set my money off to the ether and then not got it because um I'm not sure if if the deal fell through or what, but Epiphone site doesn't list it at all like how many there is nothing nothing yeah, yeah. That guitar is listing it like they're going to get it in april then um the Frampton guitar. You get you know you get a signed authenticity thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's or not you know, cheap.
2: It's not free, or I mean, it's not. He does. He's not signing them.
0: Yeah, but it, he doesn't have to because he's endorsing it.
2: Oh, I know, but it's it says clearly on the certificate unsigned. So I guess if you get to meet him, you sign sign
0: it. Yeah, I, I don't know what that's all about, but
2: I, I all the other ones are signed. For some reason, his is unsigned. So
0: well, I'm excited. I want to see what you uh, what you missed out on in your younger days. Yeah, because um, yeah. you had some weird shit man i had a lot that, of weird shit. uh fly that that flying v2 and uh yep.
2: i had a flying v so you know it's not a flying v i i did talk about the richie faulkner flying v a while back and that's one that i considered um and the amos i considered the amos because yeah yeah you know those are and so it's in that price range you can see where the price range is it's about a thousand dollars that's where.
0: yeah yeah
2: so, but it's—I it, mean, somebody will if, probably guess it. But I would of,
0: be shocked if some of our listeners find out. Dude, there's a lot of guitars in that price range.
2: I'm telling you, there's and there's a lot of nice guitars. The beauty of this one is, even though it's made overseas and it's you know, limited edition, the the um, the fact is that it's got a lot of um, quote unquote American parts. I'm not yeah. Sure shipped in the
0: I just I just already miss your SG. I don't think you should have parted with it.
2: I couldn't. The, the problem I have is I roll – you know that. You know that I do this. I roll on my volume and the tone all the time, and I could not get my fingers in there I would stick my – peak because I'm used to just sticking my hand down there and rolling. And I guess Angus Young has some really small fingers because I would roll the wrong knob all the time. Or I would roll a knob at the back of my finger or, you know, the one – Yeah, knob.
0: sure. I, I find that on Gibson Guitars in general, like, I can't use the volume knobs because – I don't, like, I'm so used to the way that fenders work, where you can get your the, pinky uh, wrapped around them while you're playing. Yep. And I pretty much do it all the time. Um, yep. I don't think the Kiesel has that ability. I don't, I think it, I think it's, uh, oh, no, the volume knob is definitely reachable. Yeah. Um,
2: the, the other thing about Gibson volume knobs that until I started playing a strat and, of course, playing my
3: um, my PRS is. I like having an
2: overall volume. Like, yeah, B volume. So yeah. even if I got a Gibson or, you know, something like that, I would probably have it modded. Wired. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So I just had one volume. knob.
0: I know people who've done that before. I also know people who, like, have swapped the control positions with the uh, with the selector switch because they hit it.
2: Yeah, I, I know. I've um, I've seen video of Angus Young using SGs where one of the volume knobs is gone
0: yeah yeah he, he just, just took it out completely because it was just getting bumped too much or whatever yep
2: just took it off because he he tends to ride that thing constantly well, he has to the volumes he plays the
0: yeah he
2: plays. i'm excited to see that in person i mean i'm going to see it in a couple months three months yeah and so it's going to be really i i'm super excited to see that in person yeah Matter so fact, three months from the day
0: yeah so the uh the s g is the one that i know a lot of people have swiped switched the uh volume knob and the selector switch yep um and and or vice versa they've put a toe knob there or a dummy knob in in place of the selector switch, yeah because it gets bumped yeah yep. so uh to each their own um man, we got a lot of topics tonight. let's just hit we as do. many as we can we do
2: i got i got several written down,
0: yeah yeah. Oh, and and of course, if you think the Kiesel is ugly, let me know in the group. Yeah.
2: You got to put out some pictures so that people... Oh, I will. Don't worry. So I've got... The first thing I want to talk about is we're we're recording this on Saturday night. Yep. So uh, a lot of people are out drinking green beer, and I'm staying off the roads because... Yes, um,
0: because Jim doesn't want to die.
2: (laughs) I want to live tonight. I
0: already saw... I was watching Live PD at the restaurant we were at. They had Live PD on, and you could see, like there were several accidents on live PD that were alcohol related.
2: Dude, it started last night. It was last night I was out. um, And that's why I went grocery shopping early this morning because holy crap, I just don't want to deal with with people who, although I I did, I do have to say, and this is not guitar related, but my Walmart greeter was dressed as a, as a a Keebler elf type thing. And uh, she even had the slippers and it was so fun. I thanked her. I said, "I'm on way out." You know, they look at the receipt, make sure everything you've got. And I, they, I, I don't know how much they actually do. I think it's it's a courtesy thing, and they're giving an older person a job, and I appreciate it. Um, I, I I thanked her. I said, "You brightened my day up," and it's and it's only seven thirty in the morning.
0: And then she said, "Why haven't you started drinking yet?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little drunk already. <laughs> She's like, brighten your day. I don't even work here. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: I just
0: wanted to see what you bought.
2: Yeah. So uh, I want to say uh, to our listeners, watch out for more videos. David's posting the fuzz videos and, and more fuzz videos on the way. Um, so I've got some videos I'm actually going to shoot uh, today and tomorrow. Um, I finally got songs done under my thing. And I want to start talking about because, uh, well, I'm going to get there. Uh, so I'm going to talk about a little bit of what, what some of my videos are going
0: to be about. so, I'm working on improving the quality of my video. I spent 14 hours trying to render a, a video today, and oh. uh, that didn't work. So it ended up in the garbage. Uh, going to be starting over this evening. Was um, oh, that the buzz video? That you- no, no, no. This is, the, um, this is the Great Lakes guitar pickups. Oh, yeah. But I know exactly what I'm going to do. So it's not that big a deal to reshoot it. But I just had too much noise in the footage. I might just use the noisy footage. I tried to remove the noise and it was taking forever to render. And then apparently my computer didn't have enough hard drive space to render it, even though I had 44 gig available, which I'm like, mm-hmm. how, how big is this file? So I went to go delete it. It was 46 gig or something. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> I guess that's not going to work. Holy. Yeah. I was like, oh, well. Well, now uh, you know
2: why people use SASs for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, yeah. Sans. i i i need so i could have rendered it to my backup hard drive which would have yeah. been fine i have like a terabyte of free on there yep. but um i thought it's just usb like i'm not putting that on
2: there oh i know that's the, that's the problem with a san unless you're using a san like i can put a san on my network and do a
0: gig i honestly a... couldn't imagine that the the render time would have been affected by the fact that my hard drive is slower because it would probably just push it right through Okay. Before it was taking so long to render one frame that it would just plop it on there and it would be like no big deal.
2: I was talking to Robert Jackson today about one of his videos, he, and I said, Did you know this? And he goes, Oh, YouTube! Oh, damn you, YouTube! But anyway, um, so he's I don't know if he's doing something
0: with it, but it, oh, I oh out God. his newest video. Talk about this guy, too. I got this guy. This is the uh, the boss, uh, WL20. Yep. um i got it from sweetwater what do you think um i really like it um i had of course obviously i don't gig enough to have it used out huh
2: how does it charge I see you got them so plugged into each
0: other there. It, they have a they have a a port both of them have individual usb ports so if you want to re- charge one and not the other you can do that but you put them together and you charge off of the uh the transmitter and once you charge off the transmitter, it charges both at the same time, um, which is really cool. Um, the other thing is, so this is ABS plastic. Now, I've had that guy in my hand, and the plastic on it feels like like a toy almost.
2: Yeah. It feels like a little child's toy. One that you would rid- literally say like choking hazard.
0: This is more like the plastic they use to make guns. Right. Okay, okay. this is this is a lot tougher. I still wouldn't trust it on a gig. Because your weak is not the plastic, it's the jack it's the jack which it's feels solid. really solid, but um it's a proprietary jack because it has this little button on it, and that's how it knows to turn on and turn off um how did it, there's I mean, literally no buttons on this unit at all
2: so obviously they thought about this before they they put it together, but so let's say you're on a Stratocaster where that damn jack that was one of the problems I had with the with the initial ones like that that it would not go into that You can jack. use
0: a mono plug. With an, as an extender to do that if you want Um yeah. I've been playing it with all my guitars and yet it sticks out you gotta be conscious of it but it's not gonna fall out or anything okay. it's, it's very tough the other thing is um the way you pair it literally just plug them together
3: and wow. then
0: it, it blinks I think it blinks that? 10 times and then they're synced so I, the one thing I have to remind myself because I've been playing in places where there's a lot of radio frequency noise or like like Wi-Fi and that kind of stuff is I have to do that every time I play because it's going to reset the channel and look for the nicest channel to play. But okay, a lot back. of times I just plug it in and it's like, wait a minute, this isn't working. Cause I'll leave it. I'll leave it sitting like this with yep. the, with the Jack plugged in when I'm carrying it around or whatever. And if you do that, then you haven't set your channel when you go to use it. So right. you got to plug it in, right? You have to unplug it and then plug it back in and then you're ready to go. Um, it's kind of cool, but uh, very good for home use. Not expensive. Sounds great. I'm um, mm. actually prefer it to a cable um because i use longer cables a lot of times um so i find it works really well
2: at home a cable can be such a pain in the ass i uh, you know yeah, obviously for shooting videos it's, it's almost a necessity but for the most part a cable is such a thorn in the side i I wind up stepping on it and i just and then i don't feel comfortable and i i just i hate i hate it. but that's sad i mean they are a necessary evil especially at gigs but usually things are behind me so uh, I'm not so bad, but you know when you're plugging your guitar into your pedal board, the guitar cable is now in front of you. That's
0: it. That's it. Yeah, so that's always been a thorn in my side. Yeah. Um, I'm using this for demos because frankly, it sounds as good as my cables. Yeah. Um, so if you don't like it, you know, sound off in my in the comments for the videos I'm doing, but in in reality. Like this is good enough that you can get an idea of what's going through it. In fact, I think it actually sounds better than some of my cables. Um, so yes, you're not going to get. It's not going to be identical high end, right? But if you're running a buffer, you're not going to be able to tell anyway. So don't worry about. Um, I I don't know. I really I I think it's I think it's a, a worthy purchase. It's only I think it were one eighty. Yeah. It's not cheap, but it's not expensive. And um, I think that if you're if you're somebody like me who likes to play a lot of different guitars, this is really convenient. Right. And I mean, literally, I can go from my Helix to my Mesa Boogie by just unplugging the bug and plugging it into the other one, like a regular cable. And yeah. it's just thoughtless. I mean, I, I don't have to worry about because you know it used to be like that when you had the box systems, you had to worry about input gain, output gain, all that stuff to make sure you were trying to like match your levels and everything. Yep. You don't have to worry about any of that. It just takes care of it for you. So I know it's a little hotter. The signal that comes out of there is definitely a little bit hotter, but it's not like a, more than a dB. I mean, it's it's minimal. So right. Anyway, so if you're interested, uh,
2: they're worth buying. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been thinking about that set, um, but I've been thinking I, I want to find one that I like for gigging. That, but the, to be honest with you, I stick to my sure every time. I just put it. On my I belt. would get.
0: See, this is the thing. If I was gigging, I would have bought a Sure GLX. Yeah, would I, I not have thought twice about it. And actually, it was I was having a conversation with my Sweetwater <laughs> app, and he was telling me that um, the tuner on it's great. He's like, you don't need a Boss TU three if you have it. Like, it's that good. It's really, really good. So,
2: yeah, I just like um, clocks. I have too many of tuners, but I have a TU
0: 2 Yeah, I don't know how many tuners I have now at this point either. Maybe. And I, at some point, I would be fun to like go and see how how different they are. You tune up your guitar and then switch tuners and then see if it, you know, which one's more accurate.
2: Okay. So later tonight, we're going to talk about fun with pedals. But
0: before I get to that, no such thing, Jim. Pedals aren't fun.
2: So, Stephen Conradi, did I say that correctly? I hope. Um, I don't
0: know. It's just Stephen, that guy that's in the group.
2: Uh, Yeah. Anyway, he posted that um, uh, he was asking about recording and he was very specific. But here's, I want to talk general. I'm a general because even though he, he he pretty much went on for like 15 minutes in this video, one of the, the only thing he didn't tell us was how what the hell is he going to use the recording? And so I responded to him because I don't want people to think I'm am I'm a jerk and I'm do a, your audience. But um, and he had, he had messaged me and that's why he mentioned mentioned me in the video. And he said, hey, I'm trying to do and I asked him. I said, what's your rig look like? And he showed me. And I said, I do you have. A tuner at the end of your pedal chain, wasn't it at the front of the pedal chain? And I guess he uses it to mute his pedal chain when his fuzz buzzes on. If you're doing that, you're doing something wrong because you do know you can turn that fuzz off, right? As easily as you could turn the,
0: the tuner on. But anyway, there are other reasons to put the tuner at the end of your chain. We'll get into that.
2: Yeah, and, and some people do that, and I and I respect that. I just asked him because I knew that there were a lot of reasons. Anyway, so. Um, uh. He asked me about recording and i said well what are you running into and he told me and i said just run into it. because he told me he was using the software and i said just run into garageband but i made the assumption that he had an ipad or an iphone and that's a bad assumption on my part i did not ask that question because then he mentioned in the video maybe i'll buy an inexpensive ipad said, oh, no, that's not what i meant i just meant find something that's easy and so i, I just want to say this. So. When you're recording, there's different reasons. Obviously, like you and I, when we're recording a video to put up on YouTube, we do our best to do the, the best sound we can. Right? We're trying to yeah. put the signal chain together so that it doesn't – because you've seen those old videos. You only have to look back three or four years, and you've seen – and some people still do it. You see his videos. You can look back can, at
0: our old videos.
2: That's a phone up. Yeah, that's a phone up, and that's what they've got for, for sound too, and it's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I mean, the phone is fine for video nowadays. If you've got a yeah. reasonably new phone, that's fine. But
2: yeah, but it's not just crap. not going to give you the audio quality. And so you do have to learn how to sync up your video and audio. And a lot of people, they don't know how to do that. We don't have the software that can do it. Uh, but anyway, if you're recording a video or an audio because you're, you're trying to get an idea down, just pull out your phone. Uh, what I do, if I'm trying to get an idea down that came to me in my head, so believe it or not, even though I'm a cover musician, I do like to come up with ideas that I'll use later. I set the phone up, and then I just set it in video mode in in portrait so that I could look at it. And then I go, I play it, but I I'm, I'm like because I want to know where my fingers are in the fretboard, right? Right. And that, uh, um, to me is what's important. Um, and so I'm not worried about oh, is my tone right? Is it-? So, <clears throat> um. I sent him a little message. I said, you know, if you ever listen to Ray, when Roger Waters brought money, Pink Floyd, if they had based the fact that they were going to make, you know, gazillion dollars on money on that demo, they would have said, no, that, that sucks. This song blows. Yeah. They knew they can see the, the, the 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 vision. Right. right. Plus
0: that was also back then. That was the way demos were done. Even nowadays, they expect a higher level quality of demo than that. Well,
2: Okay, but, it depends on what your demo is for. Is it for you to, to yeah, remember? If you're your just song? passing it around
0: to your sound, your song, you know, team, like your, your band members or whatever, and you just want to okay. give them the ideas, like it's an acceptable substitute for sitting down and playing the song for them.
2: Absolutely. And that's a, that's what I was getting at is what is what is the purpose of your demo for you? If you're just trying to remember a, like we I come up with an idea in the shower, right? Literally in the shower. I'm like. But I'm listening to like I'll listen to backing tracks because and I'm gonna to get to that there's a reason for that. Listen to the backing tracks and I'll go, you know what would sound cool over that? And so I literally yell out to my phone. My phone is not Siri,
1: yeah.
2: okay, it's it's Bixby. But I yell out to my phone, hey Bixby, record. And I
0: and then I um I start recording my voice. And I Did your phone to- just respond to you just now? No. Can we talk about hey, how bad your text to speech is?
2: I don't call it Bixby, and yes, it, it, it inviting speech is horrible. I call my phone by a name that you would not use in front of your grandmother and
1: uh,
2: and <laughs> definitely it out in front of kids, um, and my speech, my speech thing is terrible. But what I do is I'll go, I'll just start humming it. So later, I can listen to it back, and it, it sounds like this because I'm in the shower sometimes, so it's going,
0: "S) <laughs> <laughs> with this guy going in the background
2: sometimes i'm like
0: what
2: the f- was i think. but anyway so that's
0: how those are the nights where you're drunk yeah which is not very often yeah you're like i made it i made a hit album in the shower last night it's yeah. a call back to a, a previous episode
2: yeah
0: anyway so
2: i i i um uh so i'll do that i'll i'll Come up with an idea, and I just hum it into my phone. Now, the where I got that, believe it or not, was David Gilmore, and he would talk about how he would use his cell phone as his, his on the spot video record or I mean sound record.
0: I've done that before too. Yeah,
2: I'm sure everybody does. So, so if the purpose is to share it with yourself to remember, oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get this down.
3: Yeah, and I
0: mean
2: put lyric idea. Or I got this.
3: Yeah. yeah, your phone's perfect for that.
2: Yeah, why uh, would you? Why would you go and? Plug in all this shit and worry about your tone, unless it's your tone that you want to remember. So yeah, a, that's. I just, but at that point, you 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 were searching for tone. You probably found it and you have it set up. Now, just you should have a way. That's why I love the amp one. That's why I like the um, hundred watt Katana. Uh, I can just plug in that record out and I go click 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 click. That's what I was doing. And then there it is. There's my tone, and I can take a picture of the pedal chain. And then, believe it or not, I attach those things together. And then, you know, as a, as files, same file name. What is a what is a video or a picture, and what is a um uh, the actual audio of what I was doing?
0: I found, um, but especially lately, um, I video works way better for recording stuff I would need to remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's only because like, sometimes I'll record something and then I'll have to like fumble through how I did it. And I'll come up with some sort of alternate fingering. And it's like, I don't remember playing it this way, but
2: yeah. And it's cool. Right.
0: Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) it's harder.
2: (laughs) yeah. Sometimes you go back and what, how the
0: hell did I do this the first time? Like what? What was I thinking? I mean, I don't have that many moments where like I play something as harder than what I would normally play, but. I have had them, <laughs> so I,
2: I, a lot of times I've had them because I I was following tablature.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: Like, why did that person play that there?
0: I find myself more and more deviating from playing like things the way they're they're they were originally played, um, and I think it's more or less because like there's a much better way to do this. Yeah. and really you think that this part was super important that you had this one note ringing open, but really it just makes it sound like ass. And so I don't like it that way. I'm just not going to do it. I think we, it's a grumpy old man syndrome for me.
2: Well, so. we've talked about this on the show before. And the fact is that just because it was done that way on the record doesn't mean that number one, it translates well live or number two, that it wasn't actually multiple takes put together. There are a lot of very famous solos are multiple takes we talked about that before i don't want to go ahead. but the fact is that sometimes you got to think about what is going to be better live what's going to sound better in a band situation live, right
0: it's perfectly you know i want to point out if you have the right hardware it's perfectly okay and acceptable and possible to get quality recordings out of an ipad or an iphone yeah, or or an um, android device of any type and i mean obviously Everybody's mm-hmm. doing things in the box now with with PC recording or or you know Mac recording, but it doesn't. You don't really have to approach it that way. I mean, I've heard decent quality recordings that were captured on uh, cassette tapes, the old Fostech, you know, oh, yeah. Fostech's um, uh, A track recorders and stuff.
2: Well, um, so for iPhones and iPads, they make um, they make incredible interfaces. Yeah. And- you get GarageBand. I think you have to pay for it now, right? For iPads. no,
0: GarageBand is still free.
2: Is it still free? I have it on my.
0: Yeah,
2: and, and I got it back when it was free. But I, I know that somebody talked about they were going.
0: There's packs available for it.
2: There you go. That's what. Yeah. But you get the you get the basic interface. They're like fifty dollars, a hundred dollars, I think, in high end
0: ones. What for five? the interfaces? Yeah. No, no. you can go. So let me tell you, the iRig, the cheapy, is is garbage. You can get the iRig Pro; it's like ninety nine bucks. I have one; they're they're, they're decent. Yeah. Um, and then if you want to go super crazy, they the Apollo, yes. is available for the freaking iPhone.
2: Yeah, but the Apollo is like five hundred dollars or something.
0: Yeah, but you can also use it for your for your computer but too. So.
2: The exact same thing will work And the Apollo is an awesome machine. Don't think I'm talking down about the Apollo. Um, I'm just saying if you're looking for something quick, easy to turn on, boom, you go to i iP- um their i iP- had you use an iRig connection and you
0: just go. yeah i mean basically what what we're getting at here is that there are devices for every need so if you really want to do so like if you're gonna track vocals with it you can do that with you know the apollo or something like that if you just want to track something that you're just taking notes on track it with something cheap um something convenient uh i just found the iRig to be extremely noisy um,
2: think, yeah, I'm not. i a fan of the iPad. But, but there's another there are other
0: co- products that are available. So right,
2: there's another company that makes a similar product.
0: Apogee. Thank you. It is
2: about 100 boxes.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the Apogee—that's the Apogee Jam—and they make the Apogee Jam Duet. Yep. Uh, Presonus actually has a line of interfaces yes. that work for both computer and iPads as well. So again, just whoever you want. I mean, like go look around. Everybody's got a product that does it now. So
2: that's right. I think Focusrite makes one. That's yeah, the interface for iPods, iPhones, um, with the Lightning cable. So it's important. Do what you can. There are there are mixing boards. We use a mixing board. It has an iPad I interface. I can literally bring up GarageBand now during practice. Now it's GarageBand. Boom, record, record the, the practice.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to ask the Jim. So you're using that that uh you're starting to rely on technology to fuel yep. like simple things like your mixer. Um don't you you don't have any concern about like being future you know like future hit where of course they change the device and now it no longer works. Of course.
1: I
2: I worry more, yeah, the the lightning cable, there's talk that the lightning cable's going to go away already. Um but they always, I would
0: highly doubt that. I will highly doubt that. Yeah. That 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 rumor, that is the European Union iPhone that they're probably working on because they've been sued multiple times in the European Union and lost multiple times because they have locked people into their own connection standard.
2: Yeah.
0: Sure. So they got in trouble for the dock for the same reason. Yeah.
2: Well, that's just it. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, um, so that moves on to the next thing I'm ta- I want to talk about. So have you ever been, uh, this is what I wrote down, so, people, there's also pen and paper, by the way, for lyrics. Uh, ever played a, a lick or a riff while you're improvising? It turned into something you've heard before. Yes. Just can't remember what it is. So yes, that will go into my next thing
0: that I. Literally all the time. I was, Today I was playing around, and and you can ask my wife. I yeah. started to play one of the one of the songs from uh, from Ocarina of Time. See. <laughs> And I was she's like, and I'm like, no, I'm not playing the whole thing. Like, that's not going to happen.
2: So yes, it happens to all of us. I was playing a riff like that. I went, I don't know what this is, but I really like it. And I know I've heard it before, but I had no idea what it was.
0: I learned to play the X-Files theme song that way.
3: There you go. It just happened. It's,
0: <laughs> it's
2: like, Whoa, what the f- is this?
0: That one was beamed down from the the spaceship above my house yep. directly into my brain, and I just started playing it, and it just yeah. happened.
2: Well, I was playing something completely different, obviously. And then all of a sudden, it just, I went, you know what would sound nice? This. And I started playing it. It was <laughs> what came into my head, and I started playing it, and then I was like, I was playing it over and over. I said,
0: Oh, this is really sounds good. And I was like, oh shit. I know I've heard this. Song. Dude. Well, I have had that problem so many times with like, you'll be recording something and you will be like, this is the coolest song ever. And then you, and then like two minutes later, you hear it on the radio and you're like, God damn it. Um, you know what? That happened to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to admit this. I was writing this too. And it was like, a, it was like a, a blues funk thing. And, and my wife goes, that's Who Did You Think I Was from John Mayer. Oh, and I was like, know. oh, fuck. <laughs> and it was! It was, like, so similar. I was like, it wasn't exact, but it was like, God damn it! I can't use this. It's the same fucking chords. You know what? You know what stinks is
2: that that I know how much
0: of a John Mayer fan you are. Yeah! Now you know why! And that's the one song where he tries to out Stevie Ray Stevie Ray, which is hilarious. So, um, yeah. But,
2: that, that kind of goes into my next thing, but I, I want to kind of blend these two things together. So the other night, um, I was I in cover band. So when you're improvising in a cover band, so I was improvising. They, um, we were playing the Cardigans. Of all things, it was the Cardigans, my favorite game. And at the end of it, you know, I'm playing the Fuzz, right? I'm playing the EHX, uh, the Big
0: muff. The Muff. Big Muff. Loving that thing, and they should ban that from Reverb. By the way, we'll get to that later. Yeah.
2: Well, you know that the muff was (laughs) named after uh, they thought that the sound was being muffled. Oh, it's muffled.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. They did. That's why they. That's why they made a version called the Big Muff Pie. Yeah, this bullshit. That is complete bullshit. The
2: thing, a pie is
3: a is a letter. I, I, dude, the innuendo. The innuendo
0: is high with this one. uh, I'm just almost saying, as high as Mike Matthews was I mean, when he named gonna, it.
2: We're going to get to the end of that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> at least he was, he was very honest.
0: He switched there. from, he switched from, from we to, to uh, cigars a long time ago. <laughs>
2: Read the documentary, I laughed my butt off.
0: My oh head. yeah, dude. He's like Dr. Wiley. <laughs> That's all I could think of when I see him. If you know Mega Man, like if, if you don't yeah. know Mega Man, just Google a picture of Dr. Wiley and then yeah. find a picture of Mike Matthews and compare them. They're the same. If they yeah. were going to make a Mega Man movie, that's who they should cast.
2: Yes, definitely. Mike Matthews. So anyway, I've got the, pop, the, um, the Big Muff on it. And then I, um, I turned on my slash uh, uh, wah pedal, and I went to solo. And I just started wah, pe- wah soloing, And all of a sudden, I was like, everybody in the band was like looking at me. And they were like, don't stop, don't stop. And I kept going. And, uh, and you know what sucks? It was great. I probably could never do it again.
0: I mean, uh, I've, I've I've had that happen.
2: <laughs> it was like when I was in like, high is school. Was anybody recording that? <laughs> so for those of you who don't know me, I'm really sure and, and I um I was not a good basketball player. I was on some basketball thing in high school. And I threw a full court um swish. It I threw it and that thing went over. Everybody was looking, you know, it was the buzzer thing.
0: It was a, yeah, it was like, a, like Kim Jong Un One. Thing.
2: Yeah, it was a Disney movie moment.
0: Those I, eight hole in ones or whatever.
2: Yeah, I went, and that thing went right in. And and uh, my cousin picked me up. the The team was like, "Ah!" And my cousin picked me up. He goes, "I don't know what eight foot Martian just jumped into your body and made that <laughs> You can't even make a basket from five feet, much less across the thing. Just eight the foot
0: Martian." Life. Are we talking about and Abasi? No, never mind.
2: But I. I Honestly, I, I couldn't do it again if you you know my life depended on it. And of course, back then they weren't videotape, but it was it was pretty cool. But anyway, the the, the point is um, that uh, yeah, you want to video yourself, you want to record yourself, you want to when you're improvising and you're feeling it. Do you care what your tone is when you're improvising? I mean, yeah, I'll step on pedals, but I know that oh, you know what, I want to get I want to get a crunch here. I want to I want to saturate. Here. So, Tell me about when you're improvising, how important or what does tone do for you? What is, what are your, your equipment do for you when you're doing that
3: in that moment?
0: For me. Um, so I, I approach it totally differently. Like when I improvise and I improvise a lot, but basically I would say probably 85% of the time when I'm playing guitar, I'm making it up as I go. Yeah. And I just do a lot of free time playing and stuff around the house and that kind of thing. Um, I would say if I have something consistent with what I normally use, then I'm in good shape. And that's because I can be dynamic with it. I can back off on my picking attack and those kinds of things to control what I'm doing. Um, I would also say that having the ability to kick things up a notch is nice because you can, um, you can use that to, to build, like a story within your improvised solo. We've talked about improvising on the show before. Um, okay. I've been trying to take more of an approach where it's like mapped out, where I have in my mind like how I'm going to do it. Um, not so much like what I'm going to play, but like how, what I'm going to do is like, I'll have a quiet part and then I'll have a faster part and then I'll have um, a repetitive lead line, like kind of, kind of you know, do the same, uh, a pattern and then move it into different keys or whatever. And then, and then I'll do, so you know, a loud part at the end and then, slide out and then i'm back into the you know whatever riff or whatever and that's kind of like the way that i i approach it in my head and so once i have that in line i just need the tools to do to do the job um i am inspired if my sound is good and i and i really try to separate things into good and bad like if it's bad it means that i'm notes are choking like i don't and you can tell immediately because i because i i'm not feeling it and i'm just like going through the motions so that's that's basically what it is.
2: Okay, so yeah, so we've we've got a similar, I think, uh, take on that. So when I'm when I go to improvise, and I and I play a lot of people who think, oh, you're a cover band, you don't improvise. i I'm like, oh, you have got no idea. You take the song, go look at a
0: fake book. Tell me where the solos are at. <laughs> right,
2: or or Tush, the end solo of the Tush. Nobody ever plays just the four seconds of that. They play all they play for minutes, and uh, or um, uh, you know, I, I could go on. Point is, or like I said, say like the Cardians thing. There is the solo. Here's a two note solo in there. I do, I do a whole thing over where they they play.
1: Yeah. So um,
2: you've got to you've got to have, and that's one of the things. That's one of the videos I want to get into is why how I do that, how I think about it. So obviously I know the key, right? And I know um, uh, what mode, or at least where I'm going to go in that key, right? I know it's a one four five. Any any lead guitar player who's, who um, when I say hey, what's the chord progression on your solo, and they say I don't know, I'm like,
0: you're they, doing it wrong. Yeah,
2: you're doing it wrong. you th- I mean, you don't like,
0: necessarily have to play with the chords, but you should at least know right kind of what's going on there, so you can you can think about it in your head. Exactly. You right. mean not You know what? I, I Jim, it's, like, so it's perfectly acceptable if they don't know the, the chord names, but right. as long as they know it, you know.
2: Right, like oh, I'm doing like a E to A or something like yeah, that, Soloing over B i guys I have no idea that's it. but anyway so um I'll do a similar thing like i'll take a um let's say a riff right I'll take a, a a riff that I'll go back and I'll repeat because I'll use that as my my starting point just like a vocal you know a vocal sure. works if you repeat a part that, you know they call that the hook right so you repeat a part, then you do something different, but you come back to that you can call call response you call whatever. So sure. um, what I'll do is I'll find a part that I want to repeat, but I won't repeat it the same way twice, right? Mm-hmm. I may bend into a note, I may slide into a note, I may do whatever to get into that, that place. Um, and if I do repeat it the same way twice, it won't have the, like, if you recorded it, and put it over top of each other, they will not line up. There's no way they would ever line up. Any way, shape or form. I may, I may bend, Why may make something last longer, I may leave a note out, I may put an extra note in, I may slide around. I may do whatever, right? Right. And, the, and what I was getting at is, for
3: me, um, tone gives me
2: just like my voice. Like, like um, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. Some, a lot of times I'll go in and they'll say, oh, we're going to do this song. And I'll I'll do it like this. Um, I'll go, uh, like, journey. I'll go, b for I be. And, and of course, I'm like, yeah, James Hetfield is singing, you know, Journey. And, and I'll just take something up. That's the same thing I'm thinking when I'm playing my guitar. It's what do I hear in my head vocally? How could I, you know, if I was to sing this or hum how would I want that to happen? Would I be using, that's the beauty of a wah pedal, would I be using a lot of open, really open mouth, or would I be really nasally? That's, you know, that.
0: That's different. Thing. Yeah, there's well, a different different ways to approach it, sure. Um, I would say my approach is more geared on like using phrases that I kind of know, yeah. and then also like making up phrases on the spot. Um, and I think that a lot of time guides me in the direction I want to go. But I, I'm very much directed by what the music's doing around me. Um mm. so mm. that's a I big wanna, part of it. I think that's
2: a huge thing. So you'll get People who will post, like, you know, you'll see, oh, I'm soloing over a B minor track. Okay. Um,
3: and it just sounds like a lot of notes.
0: And it's yeah. like, okay, like but, me.
2: No, 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 I don't mean. It. No, don't. <laughs> no, I
0: wasn't no. saying that at all, Jim. I'm saying I have a propensity for doing that.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, what I'm saying is that it, it sounds like a lot of notes in that. I don't want the people who go, well, Jim, you know, you don't like shredding and blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, it just sounds like It's just
0: a flurry of random notes in the key.
2: Right. Right. It sounds like when Steve Martin says, "Moo dog face, put out a patch.
0: Yeah. It's basically the musical equivalent.
2: Right. It doesn't mean anything, it doesn't go anywhere. It's it's just a bunch of words that, you know, juvie de soi, de soi. I asked for a shoe with cheese on it. For, yeah, I like a shoe with cheese on it. Force it down my throat. But I like to massage your grandmother. I mean, that's that's from a Steve Martin stand-up thing. People um, I have a sense of humor.
0: I I, uh, I I have to say, if it wasn't for a force, I wouldn't have spent that year in college. Really that's
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and so, you know, from uh, uh, people who have never owned uh, uh, the uh, Steve Martin um, comedy album back when we did, or they had comedy albums. Um, he, uh, his his albums were funny And I'll get out. And uh, I have wild and crazy guy. I listen to that all the time. Um, so anyway, what I was getting at is, when you do that, when you when you solo, you should have something musically to say. I think I've said that before. Is that if I don't have anything musically to say, I don't want to solo. I just don't. right. It's just like if you're in a meeting and somebody says, uh, "Hey, do you have any questions?" Uh, "Jim, do you have any questions?" "No, I don't have any questions.
0: Yeah. No, we don't do that at our work. You know, what we do where I work, we just all keep our mouths shut.
3: Are there any questions? That's basically what happens.
0: And then it goes on for like a good minute or two and you, as it's, as the silence is deafening, everybody's closing their notebooks and stuff and getting ready to walk out, you know. And then the
2: person goes, "Well, I just want to bring up one more thing."
0: Yeah, usually there's somebody like 3 or 4 minutes in that's like, "Well, I do have a question," you know. Yeah.
2: I didn't want to ask it three minutes ago when I was... Who's after. got the bathroom key? No. <laughs> Where did they put the... Why did they paint that? door? <clears throat> you got to love that one. When the person at, And that's the thing. That's the musical equivalent of the, you know, or or the musical equivalent of why did you paint that door blue? When this meeting, this song had nothing to do with the color of that door,
1: but you're bringing right. it up. Right, you know? right.
2: And I just, I, I don't know. Um, so when it comes to improvising, let's say you're gonna improvise over a cover. Somebody said to you, hey man, we're gonna play uh, uh purple haze. Okay, yeah, let me let me get all the way through this. Somebody says to me, let, let's say we play purple haze, we're together, right? Hey man, let's play purple haze. And you go, okay, Jim, you take a solo first. Nick, you take a solo, then I'm gonna take it. Right? And we're gonna this is how we're gonna do it. We're gonna sing these parts, do it,
3: right? So Here's my here's my question to you. Comes your turn to solo. What
0: are you gonna do? Probably You're what
1: they're Probably
0: first. what they ask me to do now. If I'm if I'm playing it, I will probably it depends on how the conversation went ahead of time, but I would probably go for the for the more laid back approach. Although that's usually better for the second solo. The first one you want to kind of like echo the melody, and that's that's kind of where I would try to go with it.
2: Yeah. So. Yep. Yep, I would probably play the vocal.
0: Man. Yeah. I, at least closely enough. I might try to comp some of the licks from the original solo. Yeah. Cause I, cause I know a lot of them. So. And
2: obviously the guitar has a wider range of octaves than of human voice. So you can right. play in a place that the human voice wouldn't be. But yeah. You can kind of get that melodic thing. You're going to serve the song, right? Yep. Now let me ask you this. You're second. You're the second person that's going to take the solo. So somebody comes in and says, yeah, Purple Haze. then I would
0: try to take it down a notch or three notches. And that's when I would, that's when I would like dial back my guitar and try to slow the whole band down a little bit, you know, a couple beats per minute and just try to get like something that's more rhythmic, but, but cleaner and like more melodic, something that not, you wouldn't expect to hear in Purple Haze, basically. There's such a song, it's like such a sonic assault, that, yeah.
2: Yep. Yep, and then uh, let's say you're
0: last. That's when you come out balls to the wall and just you know tear it up like whatever way you're comfortable doing it. That means you know hot blues licks in your in your Guy Ferrari flaming shirt. Like go for it. I literally
2: own those.
0: (laughs) I'm sure you probably do, Jim. Um, Are they for bowling?
2: No, they're.
3: Jim, would you like to
0: comment on your clothing, your apparel this evening? Uh, I I do. Jim's got to catch them all.
2: Gonna catch them all, Pokemon Go.
0: He's I got a Pokemon, Pokemon Go shirt. shirt.
2: And I'm on the blue team, folks. The blue yeah, team. he's team blue. <clears throat> I don't even blue know. Blue team go, I'm, blue team go. I have no idea what it's called. I just know it's blue. I color blue. It's like, you want to be red, yellow, or blue? All right, so, um, yeah, so you you have a similar thing for me, so, or, or to me. So I would, I would um, uh, play something melodic, probably something close to the original first people keep people in, involved
1: yeah
2: second time like you said i would bring it back i dial it back a bit i and it would be for the dynamic of what i knew was coming
0: right right so you try to build it towards the end a little bit maybe get back more into the game thing and then like that's when you hand it off to the other guy who's got the you know the uh fuzz pedal on full and yep. big roaring stack and he's ready <laughs> to go you know uh, and, and he, the, he has the uh, the the big foot, uh, uh, wall pedal ready, you know. And he, you're like looking over, and you're like, "Yeah, you ready for that?" You know.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna step on this thing, and yeah. I'm
0: gonna. Here's the gas it. pedal.
2: It off, yep. And and, and uh, I think that now, now of course, every song and we we talk about serving the song. Okay, you hear that a lot when somebody says, well, "When you solo, what are you doing?" I'm serving the song.
0: I'm you serving know? the audience.
2: Right. What does that mean to you? What does it mean when somebody says serving the
0: song? What does that mean? So, for me, it means that that, because I, you know, we've talked about this before, I believe that music is a form of communication uh, as much as it is an art form, uh, which is the reference to uh, living color. But anyway, um, I believe it's a means of communication first and foremost. And so, for me, it's like, how do I support that message? Um, And then, secondly, it is how do I engage the audience? And the audience doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that's standing in the room with me. It could be somebody who's listening to it um, via recording. So that's, that's the way I think about it. It's like, how do I do both of these things? And, and it's a juggling act sometimes yeah. because, I mean, like if I'm playing Heroes from David Bowie, uh, obviously I could wow the audience but not deliver on the song. So
2: Right. And you would say – and
3: uh, I, I look at serving the song, quote-unquote serving, in this way look at serving the song as a as a means to an end i want the audience to like what i'm doing right um so i'm going to serve if it um your your example of david bowie uh, was a good good
2: example um, <clears throat> when when uh somebody was saying in a video i listened to today i thought that was really cool that they said yeah when when uh, if i was playing uh What's the name of the tune by uh, David, uh Oh, it, uh, it was "Let's Dance." They were
1: okay,
0: about
2: yeah, Steve right. Vaughn. the person when they didn't know it was Steve Ray Vaughn, they said, "When how did how did David Bowie get Albert King to play on his record?"
0: Yeah, yeah, which which is funny because like Albert and H- King and him are distinctly different, but yeah,
2: yeah. But the but the style of uh, of solo that he did
0: was sure I. Yes and no. I think Albert King's nastier. Like when he does it, it it sounds like that guitar is gonna gonna cut you after it beats you at poker. Like <laughs> so.
2: And that goes to that goes to tone.
0: Thank you. Yeah, Thank very you. much so. Yeah,
2: So if you're gonna play um, over, like I, I, like I mentioned, the, my favorite game. If you listen, the song is really in your face, right? It's a, you know who's my favorite game. It's got that one low point. The rest of it is
1: like a hard-driving
2: <laughs> Yeah. Very punk. You want it. your tone should not be Stratocaster through his clean feather.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Uh, don't do that. Um, no. Okay, moving on.
2: <laughs> and so, like, I, I dropped that uh, the telly down a half step. They have love
0: it. Flat tuning, yeah. I'll yeah. fatten it up significantly
2: ended up quite a bit really gave it a a real punch I can see why um does my case
0: count as a telly do i have a telly now
2: i i think so right it's that's a t-style guitar it's a single here's here's what i want to ask what guitar stand, or or you know like
0: (laughs) they sell them i have seen them already they are like uh the ones you get in the store that hold the guitar like this yes
2: that's what i was going to say
0: uh drink swing makes them
2: yep string swing and that's who speaking of string swing that's who uh, uh music is win, you see those in the background yeah that yeah. And, uh, Philip
0: yeah that's because they're cheap like 7.99 i think
3: and he
2: said they never had a problem
0: yeah they're really good they're high quality i got two hanging up over here
2: so when i redo this room i might do something different because i'm going to paint this room as i told you
0: yeah, so you got wider two by fours than I did, because I actually bought two by fours, not thinking I didn't measure the the actual like width, and of course it's like, you know, one and five eighths or something. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it! So yeah. what? So there's a gap at the top of the bottom of my hangers. They still go in them, but these
2: things are a foot. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I should have done. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, I wonder. And I forgot to measure them, and I'm like, yeah, two by four should work.
2: I could literally stagger... Two by three them. and a quarter. Well, I did that on purpose so I, I could stagger the guitars, as you can see on this side, where I staggered them, so that I could put them closer together. Because there's a door... Yeah, you can see the door behind me.
3: So I just wanted to hang them on
0: fourteens. so...
2: Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, to serve the song is to serve not only the audience, because um, obviously the audience is, is important. You want to serve yourself. You want to enjoy it. I think that's the, the balancing acts are in am I serving the audience am I serving the song itself am I
0: giving the song- and, or, and am I bored
2: right am I bored out of my friggin mind? if you're bored out of your mind you're doing the wrong thing yeah.
0: then go play some animals as leaders good I luck mean, with that <laughs> let so, me know how that goes for you yeah.
2: so Pete Thorne was talking about this he was talking about um being a musician in a band he said there's three things you should you should get from and I, I kind kind of agreed with it. what he was saying was number one is the money right right if you don't care about the money then the money is right if you're not making any money right so
0: yeah pete thorn makes a lot of money folks that's right have you seen Uh, some of the amps that guy has yeah
2: well he's got people who will go you know oh please pete play my equipment Uh, yeah
0: uh, pete pete does now but pete had a lot of that stuff before that happened
2: oh yeah (laughs) and he's got a nice house in LA so
3: yeah, he and he and uh, Tim Pierce. Right? Yeah, you guys that you know. If you are going to, used guys, to have a show together or something. Yeah, on, on YouTube. It, yeah.
2: So anyway, um, is the money right? Is the uh, I am going to get to the last one because he he mentioned this one and I was like, yeah, I am glad you mentioned it. Money right? Is the music right? And is the hang right? In other yeah. words, do you hate? the people if
3: you think think,
0: more often than not that's probably more important than the money in the other part
2: a lot of times it's probably i mean we all go to jobs we hate why would you do unless you do music for a living and even then even then you you can hate it
3: i don't want to hate the people i work with that's right i I try not to they they try really hard to make me (laughs) they do uh Hope they're not listening.
2: But the music is, you know, so uh there are there are so many musicians now who play I I've spoken to this before professionally in churches. Sure. I'm seeing more and more of these musicians, well I'm not gonna throw any of them. No,
3: playing, and some of them are very
2: talented. Right, but they could care less about Christ's message.
0: Yeah they're just there for the paycheck and like the fact that they can play music. Um I think, so these are not the guys you're going to find in P-dubs, right? Because the guys you're going to find in P-dubs are guys that actually are, like, looking for information about it. These are the guys that you will not find in P-dubs because that's the last thing they want to think about.
2: Yeah. to them, it is literally a job paycheck. It's the same as the person that comes to mow the lawn.
0: I think it's a little more common in the South (laughs) than it is up here because the South tends to have, like, more churches where they're willing to pay people to perform for them and stuff. like. I just don't feel like it does happen in the Midwest, but I feel like it's not as much of a thing um, as it is down South. Yeah.
2: South, especially in the Southeast or uh, Texas, I guess
0: that's
3: mm-hmm. South. Yeah. Sure. Um,
2: but you would, there are people who literally, um, that is their job. They play churches. They play in circles because um, not every church has the same group of musicians every
0: week. I know I have heard of guys going from one service at like 6 a.m., yep. packing their stuff up, and literally carting it over to another service at 10 a.m., and then doing a noon service, and maybe a Saturday noon service the night before.
2: Yep, and then they've got, they've got rehearsals, which are paid. Yep. Um, if they're lucky enough to get like a worship leader or band leader
0: position, that's paid. They're not, now, they may not be making huge money at it, but they've got enough gigs, and they're juggling enough things cool. that they're paying their bills.
2: Right, that's what I was just going to say. They're paying their bills, and then the other, the other thing, and I'm not, I'm not putting that down, right?
0: Any no, sure. Shit. I mean, that's about, I don't like the fact that you don't believe in what you're doing, but right. I get it, you know?
2: Right. Exactly. Um, and then uh, what a lot of them do to subsidize is obviously teach. So uh, I, was, uh, I was in Guitar Center uh, a few weeks back. There was a friend of mine. He's not, a, he's not one of the people that plays in their church a lot, but he does do some church games. And, um, I had noticed that he has to sit during the gigs and I, I you know, I hadn't really gone up and talked to him
3: in person a lot and I saw how his leg was just looks like he angled it. and, um, he said, yeah, it's, there's something going on with the leg
2: and all this operation. Sure. Anyway, he was talking about how he couldn't stand out. He could not play heavier guitars anymore. And that's, uh, I mentioned to him about your um, they're just Kiesel Discussion, not the one you just showed me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Kiesel Discussion, I said, if you look into Kiesel, because he was getting rid of a um, 70s Tobias or something. It was one of those guitar, or those Les Paul copy things. You
0: can go to Kiesel, and you can tell him you want the lightest weight guitar, and get it. I think at the end of this episode, we should take, I should take 15 minutes and talk about the ordering experience over there. Yeah, you
2: should.
0: Because so, I have some criticisms, and I have some comments, but they're not necessarily bad.
2: Yeah, so when you're cut cook- when you're improvising in a cover band, so the other the other night when I when I did the, it was the first time I improvised over the end of the cardigan. Okay. I turned to the singer and I said, how'd you like that? Was it something that you like? She said, yeah, I just want to know when you're going to come out. And I will, I will, always, I, I will always play this.
1: Yeah.
2: And I played a piece for her. So, oh, I could, I could get it from that. I said, I'm literally counting one, two, three, four. That's what I'm doing in the, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, she said, that's awesome. Yeah, we used the same kind of musical cues when I used to do the the band thing. So, yeah. Anyway.
1: So, yeah, so
3: that's
2: that's the how, when, yeah. how do you control it um, questions I had. So I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, we want to talk to you about your Kiesel, so then we want to talk about a thing about guitar
0: You want to talk? We can do the Kiesel first, or we can do the Kiesel at the end?
2: All right, let's talk about the guitar call.
0: Yeah, I think we should do the Kiesel at the end. I, I agree. Okay. All right.
2: So well, let's talk about culture so <clears throat> i have none yeah other than the fact that i'm
3: uncultured
2: um uh what do you call it an old sailor
0: you're a heathen. you're a heathen sailor
2: <laughs> i'm a loser um
3: i want to talk to uh be as as a whole so in my in
2: my time and I'm not saying that this was good or bad.
0: Don't worry. There's young men here too. Right.
2: In my time, when uh, someone would would decide to become a rock and roll musician, one of the reasons that they wanted to become a rocker was because of the sex.
3: I'm going to come right out and say it. It was sure. that
2: that thing. That, and it worked for me for a lot of years. I mean, I couldn't get a girl to look at me twice, you know, once, once or twice. And, uh, yeah, and when I was on stage, and, I, and it was just it was just a magical thing that happened. That's not to say that I I was a womanizer or a woman chaser. I'm just saying that it was a fact of, of
3: happened. Now that said, I didn't I was married mostly, so I didn't partake in it. And then when I was when I was younger, I was also I met
2: my wife when I was 17, so I was dating. So A lot of that was just I'm sorry. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the fandom. I'm just not that person. So you need to maybe go talk to the, the other guitar
0: player, the drummer. Yeah, but but what you're getting yeah. at is that you know people who are that person,
2: right? And I do know people that aren't, there. and I do know people that that were terrible human beings. I mean, just awful <coughs> in a in a
3: large sense. Um, all that said. We see a shift in our culture, right? Um,
2: But I've been to plenty of shows where the culture's still relatively the same. And we've talked about
3: uh, women in music. You know, like I said, I was looking at the Lizzie Hale,
2: Firebird, Ermin, yeah. Er
0: Right, right. Er And we we support, music is not a thing reserved for men. Like right. that's just not the way we are at all.
2: Um, but I saw uh over the week I saw Ann
3: Ann Wilson. Nancy Wilson? Ann Wilson. The same. Ann yeah.
2: Wilson had was speaking about the uh you know, this whole Me Too movement. And one of the things she said was, You've noticed that there hasn't been a lot of Me Too movement
3: in music. That it's still been Sort of, it's it's still been um a
2: dude she said there are people there are things that need to be said they have not been being
1: said yeah so, uh, i think
0: well i mean look at the ryan adams thing yeah i mean that's pretty telling like that's a guy that was not somebody that people thought was going to be involved in that but
2: well it, he is a loser baby
0: uh but, yeah i mean Anyway, um, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, we're not gonna name call. Like, read about it. Make your own decision. Um, exactly.
2: And there's the R. Kelly thing. That's.
0: Really uh, cool. I was hoping we weren't gonna talk about him. I'm
2: not gonna, I'm not gonna say anymore.
0: Just Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle knew
3: it was knew it was true. He knew 15 years ago.
2: Well, South Park called it too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, but South Park would call it time. <laughs> If they, if they get an inkling, if they get a whisper. Yeah,
0: they they're like, right? they're the whistleblowers right there. Even if it's not true, like 10 years later, it could turn out to be not true and South Park's still blowing the whistle. Yeah.
2: So, but um, uh, what I want to get at is that, so recently the, the whole thing with
0: the pedal naming of that. Yeah, somebody in, uh, Dan Kish posted in the group that Reverb is no longer selling the P-Melter as uh, we have so lovingly referred to it on this show in the past. Um, yeah. So Jim, go but, ahead.
2: But here's the thing. So he said they have banned it from online. Well, like they're just, they're banning it on their site. They can't ban it from being online. Well, that's
0: uh no, he, he understood that. Like,
2: yeah. I, I, it's just the, the, the choice of wording was, here's the thing. There, that we have to remember when we look at stuff, Um, online sites, whether it's Amazon, okay,
0: or. Yeah, they, they're, they're a third party brokerage in a lot of cases. They're a
2: brokerage. And, and, uh, Walmart is doing the same thing. Walmart brokers stuff. They have the right to not list stuff. And that doesn't mean that you can't buy it. Because you're not going to buy it through Walmart.
0: Yeah, that's fine. They, they, they're saying we're not willing to sacrifice your integrity to sell this.
2: And, and, um. A lot of people thought when I first said something that I was supporting, uh, the, uh, I was opposing reverb. I, no, I applaud reverb. And I applaud reverb in more than one way. Reverb has an opportunity to make money, right? I mean, right. Least, these pedals go for a lot of money used. <coughs> and reverb is saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Yep. And so reverb is saying the money, I just talked about the money, the music, the hang. The money is not worth the hang the people that I would be associated with, given right. the fact that I was going to sell this, thing, is not worth the money that I'm going to make. Yeah. So I, I applaud them by standing on their morals. I wish more companies would stand on their morals and say, you know what? This is not.
0: Yeah. Really even not- if it's an unpopular opinion. Right. Yeah. Even if you don't agree with them necessarily. And I have some comments about this too, but go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, uh- I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, I don't want to take my political views and everything else. First of all, people know I don't vote, so don't worry. None of our yeah. elections <laughs> are my fault.
0: Hey, our- you don't have to send Jim mail bombs them, or anything. Like it's you cool.
2: keep going to the polls and voting these morons into office, and I'll just keep laughing behind your back. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I, I know my, my vote is a whisper in the wind. And no. you'll say, well, it's important
0: still that you get your voice heard. No, no. I have no, no voice. voice. No I one. live I live in a state that is controlled by one party, right? And same here, I live in
2: <laughs> southeastern Virginia. The local people um are voted in, <laughs> it's everything is one way and it wouldn't matter if I agreed or disagreed with them. And I'm not going to say whether I do or don't. No. I don't care. I just don't care.
0: You just yeah, you, you don't really have a choice. You have the illusion of choice.
2: It doesn't matter whether female, male, what the race, creed, color, background, I don't care if they're human or alien. It doesn't matter. You could vote a couch into office. They will get the same crap done as the last person.
0: I have not voted. I have voted 20 years. For an elected president that I like. In my entire voting career. So let's just put that in perspective. Since we're talking about this, Jim and I had this conversation a while back. If if you're going to give Jim crap for not voting, listen, just understand that there's literally been no political candidate that i liked i'm not saying i didn't vote or vote for them but i that i felt was really the guy for the job that's sad
2: yeah i just don't vote I, and it's it, it came beginning it began with when i was in the navy um uh we had to do um what do you call it voting cuz you weren't in this,
0: Weren't there? Yeah, and you do the absentee, and then yeah, it doesn't. Ballot. It never gets counted because you're in the military. It like doesn't count. that's the one group that should be counted. It doesn't count. They're, They're putting their lives on line, and the commander in chief is going to be the one that kills them. <laughs> yeah, the they only, don't have a say in it.
2: That's right. The only time an absentee ballot counts, and I did not know this until years later. I was like, why am I even wasting my time? um The only time an absentee ballot counts is if uh, there's a tie, and they do a recount.
0: Which is really rare. And even, that, even kind of, then it has to be on, the, on a certain timescale. It's like military votes didn't get counted in the, in the Florida, uh, Florida counts for, for uh, Gore versus Bush.
2: So you have hundreds of thousands of people whose votes don't count. All
0: right, right enough politics. Let's move on.
2: So, anyway, the, my point is the guitar culture has changed. Whether it's changed in one person's opinion or another for the better or worse, the fact is that it's because culture.
0: Yeah. And, and it's still changing and culture is going to evolve. That's, and, that's an inevitability.
2: Right. And we have to evolve with it. Everybody yeah. has to evolve with culture. But the, but the thing is that when people jump up and down and, and, uh, and yell, at, uh, reverb is just being this, or this one's you know, just remember that they're a business and they have to, they have to,
0: um, They're doing what they feel is right for their business, whether it's right or wrong is history's decision, really. But, um, Like for example, if you ever take an ethics course, they'll tell you that Martin Luther King was unethical because he was doing something counter to what the rest of the populace was doing at that time. That's that's one way of looking at ethics. That's not like the only way, but the but the point is that history determines a lot of whether what we're doing is good or or good or bad. So um, I'm gonna can I take over? Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna jump in now. So I agree to a point with yes. There's certainly an era of culture amongst guitar players um in the guitar community and, and they're they're kind of like a subterfuge, I think, because a lot of these guys don't participate in the internet, or if they do, they're in like very specific places. There are still a lot of dudes out there that are completely beholden to the anti feminist ideal that women women's places in the kitchen making a sandwich. I mean but that's I, not I, just the guitar culture. No, it's it's not just guitar culture. It's it's a significant portion of the population, period. And I think the guitar culture is representative of the population as a whole, for the most right. part. For the most part, I would de- I would definitely say that I think we find a lot more liberal people in liberal arts, and so it, that's part of it too. Um, but my point is that that there are these people that are holding on to these ideals. We are the most traditionalist musicians on earth. I mean, come on, we're still using vacuum tube technology, folks. Like as much as every other. You know, maybe they have a, a vacuum tube somewhere in the rig, but like every other musician, you know, like if they do, it's very minimal. Uh, horn players, they they don't use vacuum tubes. Like singers, they might use a, a a tube mic pre in the studio. You know, it's not, you know, it's just not. It's not that common a thing. So, um, I think the I think the esotericism applies here uh, significantly, and I think that. The younger generation, the, I would say the the people that are probably, I won't say like 35 and under, so I fall into that generation, are definitely more feminist for the most part. There are still, you're still going to find your holdouts, your people that were raised wrong and whatnot, that exist within the culture. But for the most part, um, at least on the internet, they're going to do a pretty good job of rooting those people out, at least to the groups that I frequent. Um there are a couple of other groups that I'm a member of where I see things said that I'm just like shake my head. And I'm like, this is, this is like, like, like the backwoods on the internet. Like what is going on here? Um, it's a, it's a tire fire is what it is. And, um, my put my position on these pedals, look, I don't care that reverb banned them. I like, honestly, that's their prerogative. They, they're within their rights to do so. Um, the thing that I said was like, okay, so fine. You want to make a stand for women? Like, women are asking you not to sell this pedal, and so you decided to take it down or whatever and not list it um, because it violates your terms of service and whatnot. Um, that's, I guess, okay, but I think it would be better if they said, okay, we're going to censor the photographs, yeah. or we're going to ask that people self-censor the photographs and if they don't, we'll take their listing down. Because I'll tell you, Reverb monitors every single communication that goes across their, across their network. I can tell you that because I have been caught in communication with people at Reverb who are trying to scam Reverb out of money. Not me, but the other party is trying to scam me a amount of money. And yeah. so, and, and I've actually gotten people caught because of that. Um, so they do monitor communication. They do review photographs and things like that. So it would be very possible for them to say, okay, so here's a melter, right? We're going to okay. censor the photograph. We're okay. going to, we're going to, we're going to add $10 to anybody who buys it. And that $10 is going to go to um, a woman's shelter, or it's going to go to, you know, um, uh, equality in the workplace foundation or something like that um i think that would be a much better way to handle this than to take the pedal down um and it's a win-win for everybody
1: i i want
3: to stress something as much as guitar gear
2: permeates our daily life
0: no one outside of our community knows about this so when- and, and, and probably a fraction of the people within our community know about this.
2: I honestly, and exactly. And it would not even have come on most people's radars that somebody not mentioned it in, in a rant. rant.
0: If I went into the Mesa boogie group and I use them because they're the most layman group. I'm i I'm a member of the Mesa boogie fan club or whatever on Facebook. And I dropped a picture of the P melter. Like who's got one of these Do people yeah. are going to ask me, what the hell is that?
2: And then they're going to say, Why? would I want that? Be,
0: so no, that me. group that no that group would be like, oh that's funny. Like that they're those kind of guys. Um I and that's my fine. point
1: like, is this
2: we banning that, that all that I'm not saying that things should exist. Uh, please don't take this wrong because most people that somebody in the group took it wrong. Yeah I don't think you understand so I'm gonna try to get this
3: I'm not saying that something that exists, uh,
2: that that is wrong, should exist or should be, you know,
0: outed. We're not uh, se- we're not censoring anything,
2: right?
0: We, we don't we, want to censor things,
2: right? As soon as we censor things, uh, so there are things out there we all hate. I'm not going to bring any of them up, but they, that, that are hated for good reason yet they still exist and they're not censored, and they, they go on. Mein Kampf. Out. Yeah. So
3: I
0: mean,
2: I, yeah the KKK, things like that. Those things are out there. They're real.
0: But if you don't bring attention to them. Guess what? They lose power. They lose lose their power. And that's what my wife was saying. She's like, you know, I don't understand the feminist movement right now because they're the ones that are screaming for this stuff to happen. But on the same token, she's like, that's not feminist. uh, A true feminist would just, would just shake their head and be like, this is stupid. Why would I even pay attention to this? And why would I draw attention to it?
2: Right. That's what I was getting at. So now, this pedal, actually toe print at the beginning,
0: would have been no attention. That, well, it had zero traction. They blew it yep. up. So now it's everywhere. It had been around for a long time,
2: my understanding is, before it got this attention, by somebody who said, Oh my god, I'm I'm pissed off because this thing exists.
0: Yes. And and that's and that's exactly what I'm getting at, though, is like they blew it up by saying ban it. So then Satchel's like, uh-huh, now I'm going to capitalize on this yeah. and I'm going to use this as an advertising tactic for, for my parody band.
2: And now, but, thank you very much, he's getting money for that.
0: Oh, yeah. Dude, he's making way more money off that than he did for whatever money he paid uh, TC Electronics to use his name for their patch. I mean, he probably I can see that being a $1,000 check. He's probably made $20,000 on the pedal deal. I mean, And I mean, now he's got this new one coming out, which is even more vulgar than the other one. Um, the mm-hmm. delay pedal, which I'm not even going to try to like make a PC version of that. Of that name. No, no, um, but I,
2: all I can say is that that at that point, what all you did was create a monster.
0: Yeah. That, now you've encouraged him because he he that, for, for, for what that man does, the whole point is the shock value. Like when you have a song called Asian Hookers, yeah. and if you haven't heard that song, yeah, it's not for, it's not for the faint of heart. But go no. listen to it. And you will understand why he does not care. He does not care what you think of the name of his pedal. He's yeah. acting a part,
2: and that's what that's what I was trying to draw draw the the thing to was that no, you don't want to. You can't make it go. Don't away. feed the troll, <laughs> right? Can't, can't make it go away, but don't tell kids they can't have it because they're going to want it. That, um, uh, that kind of thing is what fuels fires that create that create bigger monsters that already existed. And, and, um, what I was trying to say was this, that, that, that had, had people just said, you know what, it's, it's a little, it doesn't even exist. It's not even on anybody's radar. Who cares? Never would have ever would have been an issue. And now it's huge. It's not like somebody was human trafficking, but no. he no. the group go, well, slavery was. Oh, oh, come on, don't.
0: It's don't not the PM
2: pedal with slavery. You're. you're a
0: pretty it's not the same. Stupid. It's that not, stupid. It's not stupid. the same thing at all.
2: Oh yeah, somebody's out there shooting dogs in their backyard for fun. That's the same. No, it's not the same thing. You Believe bull.
0: me.
1: Get your my, head. In your
0: ass. My wife. I'm. I. I'm gonna be honest. Like I have. I have a feminist who lives in my house with me. My wife is one of the most feminist people I've ever met in my life because she understands what feminism really is. And that is equality, not dominance, but equality. And And so that's, that's where I'm getting at. Like once you start censoring things, that's no longer equality. That's dominance. That's saying, I don't like what you're saying. So turn it off. You're commanding them to do something and that you can't do that. You can command them to stop doing something to you, right? But you can't tell them to stop doing something and in this case yeah. we're talking about a, wh- who is basically what is basically a troll he's making money off the oh. fact that he's offending people
1: offending of a
0: troll. and 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 some people find being offended funny so they get that inco- you know you've heard the uncomfortable laughter thing that's that's a big part of that um oh, yeah. so that's fine like they can do their thing whatever I, my advice to anybody who really wants to further the feminist movement right now is to um take the money that that you know you would spend uh, making phone calls, whatever your time is valuable, apply, apply a dollar value to it, a yeah. reverb to get them to pull down a pedal. That, by the way, there are many, many, many offensive pedals to both men and women on reverb right now would, that I, aren't I, the P-Melter. Like Big John's Hairy Balls, anything from Metasonics. Um, literally anything from Metasonics. Just take a look at, their, at the, the iconography that appears on their stuff. Um, and, and, and the Big Muff. I mean, yeah, Jim. We joke about the fact that yes, it was because it was supposed to be a muffled, fuzz sound. But the reality is, we all know what that was really about. And and the the way huge, swollen pickle, like all of these, all of these phallic and and um, I don't know what what the proper term is for the, for the female gender, but but basically anything that refers to genitals should probably yeah. be removed. By the logic they're using, that should all be offensive. That should offend uh, everyone.
2: I said the same thing, and then um, uh. Jason uh, jumped in and said, but that one's empowering. I said, no, not empowering. Nobody sees it as empowering except for the people that want to see. It. The same as the other one. Nobody sees it as a joke.
0: I don't think anybody analyzes this stuff that deeply. No. Okay. The only people analyzing this stuff that deeply are the people that actually like, they, they want it to be there. They want it to stay there. They're not, they're not thinking about the surface level part of it, which is basically that this is offensive because It's talking about, it's using a, what is now considered to be a derogatory term for a woman's genitals on a pedal. It's not because the word melter is there. It's that, that has nothing to do with it. It it, it has everything to do with the fact that you've got a guy that has songs like, like Asian hookers, you know, and, and has made a career out of making these kind of silly, like 80s metal excursions into, into crazy fantasies that never happened. And this dude is is now producing pedals with this name on it and people don't like it. Believe me, if if Satchel had put out a, uh, let's say Satchel wasn't Satchel, right? Whatever his real name is. Um, let's say he put out a pedal ass himself, right? And, or, or he did the, the tone patch for the for the um, TC Electronics. If yeah. they didn't know Steel Panther was behind that, I don't think that would have gotten pulled. No. I think it was because there was a case made that these people are misogynist because of their music, and obviously the the, the uh, uh, tag for this delay effect is misogynist too, because of who made it. So therefore, it needs to be taken down. Like I, this is what what gets me is we know that the parental advisory explicit lyrics thing that they used to put on records sold more records. Like there were people actually targeting getting it because they knew that if they put that on their record, they were going to sell you know x amount right. of copies more. So this is nothing more than that, except without the sticker. That's right. It's literally nothing more than that, and to hear people act like, "Well, this is some great victory for for the feminist and movement." And no, it's not. It's no, not. it's not. If anything, I would say it's a defeat for free speech,
1: right.
0: and th- and that's kind of a mess. But I, I, I mean, I'm not saying I support the message. I sure don't. But at the same time, like Reverb has the ability to do this, and so let them. Um, I just want to, I just want to put this out there in like the most like general. I'm not trying to get hate mail terms for everybody, but I, I wouldn't buy this pedal. I, oh. I sure as hell wouldn't, but I also don't want to see it taken from the market either. Any way that I'd want to see any of those other pedals I mentioned, either the Big Muff, the Franto Cream Puff, the uh, uh, Big John's Harry Balls, the uh, That there was a pedal called the Small Beaver at one point. Like None of those pedals I want to see taken from the market. Right. I, I just don't want that. Like, it's, yeah. That would be bad for business for everybody. We need that level of competition in the industry.
2: I think that um you know what we're trying to say is we we respect and we we definitely uh, um uh, think that what Reverb did, they have the right to do, number one, number two, they're standing on their morals, and I and I applaud that. Literally and figuratively applaud that. Um Yay. Yeah, yay. Howard went mild, yay.
0: And the cousins um, rejoiced.
2: Yes. But what we're saying is that for people to go, it shouldn't be sold anywhere, it shouldn't have it. It, you're not going to win you're not going to win because there's always somewhere that's going to sell it they,
0: they'll sell it direct
2: well they did i,
0: was, I could see i could this, was that that kirk Hammett pedal company K, kdhm or whatever it is I mdh know. or whatever um i could totally see that that company like opening a little venue for you to resell your yeah. your uh steel panther pedals just because yeah. reverb shut them down like that's, that's the did. kind of thought that would go into this
2: Right, so what I did was I searched for the PM to see where I could buy it, right? And there are yeah. people using the name that name oh, yeah. on Reverb or I mean on eBay, yeah, to
0: sell clones of the to pedal, sell
2: another pedal, and saying it's not that pedal, but they're putting the name in there. Well, display. and
0: the, you know what? That that so whole thing, thing is based around they, the idea that okay, so we're going to put this pedal out there, and this is an exact clone, so you can play it in church because the name is PC. But okay. what I laughed about was the it fact was called the Cheese Melter. Yeah, if you look at the eBay version of it, I just laugh because I'm like, this is a clone of a pedal that they already made. All they did was offer a different paint.
2: Oh, it, it was a clone, but it was the, the when it, well, it is the PM. I mean, it's just, it's just, here's the thing that all I'm saying is if you bring attention to some, uh, something. Yeah, that's why I don't like to talk about this stuff on the show. It isn't hurting anybody don't worry about
0: it. If you remember when the pee melter first, the whole controversy first burned. Jim and I talked about it on the show, but we did it begrudgingly. And I was yes. behind the scenes, I was openly saying, I don't want to draw attention to this right. because we're feeding the troll. Like that's fine. Right. But at the same time, but- it's like I have to talk about it because it's it's important to the community that we all are on the same page or at least have an understanding of why this thing exists and also why we have to have Stuff that's offensive, it happens. Life's offensive. I will do something probably by the end of this podcast that will in some way offend Jim. Jim will do something by the end of this podcast that will in some way offend me. But through that, we learn to get along. The it's hard that I'm buying. You don't learn will. to get along if you kill everybody. it's hard I'm buying will
2: offend David.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I don't believe it even has a Dixie flag on it.
2: No, it does not. Um uh i no
0: i wouldn't now, that it. wouldn't offend me either yeah, because i be-
2: i understand the be- genesis behind that thing too yeah but it, i it offend i i understand it and i understand and, it being that,
0: offensive for others <laughs> and,
2: for, and, and that's the other thing i mean now if if it was a freaking you know racist flag um then yeah that's that's a completely different yeah thing. like if yeah.
0: if satchel's next pedal is the is the uh, the clanhood. hood <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Which I could see something like that. I said it, and then I thought about it, and I was like, "No, no, we're not I mean, going there."
2: Yeah, this pedal is okay, K.K. I mean, I don't,
0: you know. That, oh my that, gosh,
2: that's not something people want. Ugh. No, <clears throat> but the point is that it it could exist, but that's hurtful. That's a difference. It's hurtful. There's and if it didn't, if it existed, but it was only sold like to people who wear
0: white shirts. Or- I think that's a lot more hurtful than the pee melter is.
2: Yeah, again again, it is hurtful. Yeah. And, well, and the pea melter was never meant to be hurtful. It
0: was well, a- I mean, if you're if you're melting pea, then theoretically you actually appreciate that. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> the, awesome. the activity is different. Okay, we're talking about <laughs> <There> was- pseudo romantic <laughs> activities and pseudo racism right. from a group exactly. that hung people and, and killed people in the south and exactly. did all sorts of horrible things. There's exactly. a big difference between the P melcher being offensive and the clanhood pedal. Right. Being offensive. That's what I'm saying. Please someone don't make a clanhood pedal. <laughs> no, but
2: it's it, but it goes to it it speaks to we talked about another pedal that you won't let me mention but I'm not going and I'm not going to mention it. But it's another one the boomerang. A,
0: no, that has oh. a
2: name that that is about female genitalia, but because
0: a woman... Created- oh, right, right, right. We Well, we, we had a discussion about that, whether that is or isn't. <laughs> it's the whole thing. We, we we won't bring it up, but there is another pedal out there that is subtly referencing something, but I've been told that it really wasn't intended that way, but it really seems like it was. So we'll just leave it alone.
1: And
2: as you said, the Big Muff Pie was also not... Oh, right,
1: right.
0: Right, right. So, you
2: know, the point is that... that As musicians, we have to respect free speech. We don't have to like what somebody says. We don't have to bring attention to what somebody says. We also don't want, we don't need to support what somebody says. But it's, and this is the hardest thing that people don't get. Just because
3: the, the, um, the whole
2: movement towards respecting other cultures does not mean you like everything every
0: no place. absolutely not it just means that you understand it
2: understand it and you
0: respect them yeah you, you respect them. the boundary that you have with those people and you let them do things hey i was watching the episode of ds ds9 tonight and it's completely relevant to this there's yeah. an episode of ds9 where captain or commander Cisco's child is oh, yeah. hanging out with the ferengi uh yeah. nog right yeah. um and they go on a double date okay mm-hmm. The Ferengi are notorious womanizers. And so he abuses his date basically and asks her to cut up his food and chew up his food for him and all this stuff. And of course that ruins the date for both of them. And then they, they disavow their friendship. We're not going to be friends anymore because I don't like your culture. And then the, the the moral of the episode is he sits down with commander Cisco later at dinner and commander Cisco tells him, he says, look, it's not, this isn't a question of whether you guys can be friends or not. It's whether you guys can understand each other's culture and tolerate your differences. That's exactly it. So at the end of the episode, they actually make up, but it's like, look, I realize that some of the things that you do are absolutely disgusting, but I'm just going to respect your boundary. We won't double date. And that'll be that. And if there are other disgusting things I find out that go on in your culture, I will respect those and I won't be a part of them. Right. And it's like, exactly. is that really that hard to understand? And I watch this lesson. I go, why doesn't anybody else get this why don't they understand it because for some
2: reason people think that because you don't like one thing that you don't like them
0: i don't like tomb screamers but shit, i ain't telling people to stop using them
2: i have your tv Stevie Ray on forever using
0: one multiple two yeah. <laughs> two at once in some cases um So
2: that's, that's our, that's our rant about the guitar culture.
0: Can we talk? All right. So now I'm going to eat some crow for now. I'm going to eat some crow for a minute. So I got this lovely Kiesel sitting next to me We talked about the top of the show. Um, and that was only because I knew I could not carry on that gag the entire show. Like I was going to, I was going to poo poo FedEx the whole show and then get to the end and be like, yeah, so FedEx didn't actually screw up, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So I want, well, to talk I-, about, I want to talk about the Kiesel buying experience. Um, I'm a member of the Kiesel Facebook group. Obviously, I got that invite to be Jeff Kiesel's fanboy or whatever. Um, and I, I, I think I actually did end up accepting it. Um, I was skeptical of the build process from day one. Uh, I have gone through the Chinese build thing. You can hear about that in Red Unicorn or earlier episodes. So this is actually kind of a direct comparison. The whole idea was that I can order from a Chinese shop and basically get something that's similar to what I want and, you know, upgrade it as needed to make a workable guitar as we did last year. This year I went the other way and I said, okay, so what happens if I spend more money? uh, In this case, I spent about $1,600. What do I get for my money? Right. And what the buying experience is like and who the people at Kiesel are like and all that. So obviously on the show before I I mentioned, Jeff Kiesel is a Jack. He's a Jack wagon. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not gonna swear, I'll be nice. Um, he's a jack wagon. He's not a not, a, not a, an individual I would love to, you know, hang around with. I, I could have a beer with him. I could, you know, sit and talk with him, but not somebody that I would identify with at all. Uh, anyway, so I, I I start investigating this, right? I start asking around like, have you played any of the new Kiesel headless guitars? Various people tell me, like, yeah, they're I've had good experiences with them. like I've seen one, et cetera. So I said, All right, fine. I, I went and I contacted a couple other private builders. I got some quotes and it ended up being, uh, came down to strictly seven guitars, which I've heard that there have been various scandals, of that company and ownership and more and Kiesel. And Jim, uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask you, what is your impression of Kiesel before walking into this? Like, what do you know about them? And, uh, you know, I could use that as a springboard. Well,
2: I mean, obviously I, I come from the carbon days and Kiesel and, uh, uh, my impression has always been that he's a bit of a used car salesman. Uh, but that said um, that I think there's a lot of good people working there. I think there's a lot of probably awesome people, but they have, a, they have a, obviously they're generating a lot of really good guitars because you don't see a lot of used ones on the market um, in comparison to a lot of That said, that's probably indicative of the numbers of sales. But um, I do want to say that my my take on the whole Kiesel experience is I think that you get the guitar you wanted, you get exactly what you asked. And I think that's, there's something to be said for that. And number two, you get it for a decent price, a really decent price. I don't know what you pay. I'm sure you're go yeah, out.
0: dude, they're, they're, the guitars are inexpensive for what you get. Um, so I went to Kiesel uh, in December. I started having conversations with, People in the group saying, this is kind of what I'm looking at, like looking at different builds and um, getting some opinions. And it immediately became very apparent their website sucks. Their website is like from like the 1980s. It's it's like really bad. Um, Their builder doesn't have all the options for the guitars in it. It doesn't list any of the extra like option 50 stuff you can do, which option 50. If you didn't know, if you order an option 50 guitar, you can't return it. So it makes it return void. But you can get a lot of stuff done. Option 50. A ridiculous amount of things, but pay more. There's more money involved. Um, (coughs) Certain other things are like Option 48. I know that's what I called it when I was ordering. Um, And that's like, okay, so there's a a charge if you want to return it. My guitar is technically Option 48, you know, and I'll explain why. Um, So what ended up happening is like I was complaining about the website and the group, and I'm like, this sucks. This is ridiculous. How do I know what options are available? I'd like to place an order because I'm just thinking, oh, I'll just do it online. So everybody, everybody in that group just says, just call our guys, call my guys. That's what, that's what Jeff Keasel always says. So uh, there's 20,000 people in this group, by the way. Can I come, can I interject for just a second? Absolutely.
2: Number one, I think if the company, if a company, any company has an expectation that you would purchase their equipment online and almost exclusively online. Then you should have an awesome website, not just a good website, an awesome. But their website is almost like when Carvin became Carvin went online, and they never. went.
0: It is absolutely when Carvin came online. Yep. That's no. Number one,
2: and number two, if your objective is to get people to call, you should say um, right on the website. You don't see something you like? I don't mean in little letters at the bottom. I'm talking about huge letters. Call we us to talk to you please call us. because i personally i would love the opportunity to
0: call. i would rather just see an option sheet like if yeah. you don't want us to place orders online put an option sheet up and let us check it off and then put the phone number at the bottom and say when you're ready to order please call this number and talk to talk to whatever available customer service reps right I, I get the personal hands-on build process i didn't get it when i did it because i was like I'm so used to doing stuff anonymously. Wouldn't it be nicer if I could just order the thing online and not have to talk to somebody? Like, this would just be super easy for me if they could walk me through the build process. There are other companies that do that. They happen to be a little bit more expensive. And from what I understand, the quality is not there. So um, I called, right? And I was expecting to get the used car salesman approach. I expected to get a customer service guy on the phone who's going to try to upsell me on anything. And he literally was just like, I'm going to talk, I'm going to try to uh, do my impression of my, my sales rep. Um, I hope he's listening to this podcast. Uh, he did an excellent job helping me. But anyway, he's like, hi, this is uh, this is blah, blah, blah from Kiesel. Uh, how may I take your, or how may I help you? And I was like, all right, I'm uh, I'm, you know, looking to order a, a Zeus and I'm uh, looking at a couple other guitars. Like, what would you recommend? And, and he said, well, what do you want? And then I told him, like, kind of what I'm looking at, it, and he goes, that'll be a really, really heavy guitar. And I said, okay. And then I, I made some changes thinking about it. And I was like, so would this be, a, you know, a lighter guitar? Kind of what I'm looking for. And then we went, basically just went back and forth on the table. like that. But there was no pressure whatsoever. In fact, he let me build, lead the build process pretty much, which was like, that was really intuitive and, and, and really, like, great up front, was that I didn't feel like I was being steered in another direction. And when I asked for his opinion, he gave me his opinion. Not the company's opinion, but his opinion. So I asked about a $300 upgrade to Fishman Fluence pickups. And he said, honestly, he's like, the only reason we're doing the Fishman Fluence pickups is a lot of young guys are calling in and they're wanting them. So he's like, we have them. If you want them, we can do them. He's like, they're 300 bucks. So I was like, all right. I was like, well, how do they compare to the Kiesels? And he gave me some kind of comparisons. He said, I don't really actually like the Fishman Fluence very much. He's like I. I prefer the uh, the regular Kiesel pickups, and, uh, and then we got to talking about the finish. And like I was going to do the raw tone finish, like the super thin finish. And he's like, actually, I I don't like it. Like I asked him, I said, well, how do they feel? And he's like, I I, I don't like it aesthetically, and I don't like the way they feel either. And wow. so I I I asked him what he preferred. And he's like, well, I'm more of a gloss guy. And I'm like, well, I want it to be slippery. Like I want my I don't want to stick to it so he recommended the satin um so i mean like it was a really like it was a conversational build and i think we talked to the phone two or three times before i actually placed the order same wow. guy uh i had the same guy he gave me his phone number and i called him and i got him every single time um and I, it was it was super easy they asked for your deposit at the end of the build process they send you uh uh receipt thing that you like verify your build and then you basically just send call them back and then give them your, your, uh, credit card for your deposit. Um, wow. so then they tell you, this is where start, stuff starts to get dicey, right? Excuse me. I'm going <laughs> to call here. Sorry. Um, they give you this, they give you this, uh, they give you this, uh, this build time that is like 10 to 12 weeks. And so I'm like, okay, 10 to 12 weeks. Like, all right, I can do that. So I ordered December 18th, I think it was. Uh, The guitar showed up today. Uh, The build time was about four days ago. So it ended on Thursday, Um, which that's right at, I think that's
3: actually like 14 weeks, It's right at 14 weeks,
0: Um, which is definitely bigger than their estimate. but I have to remember there are holidays involved, things like that. So it's right along with the 12 weeks. I mean, it's it's a little bit more than that, but I'm not, I'm not frustrated. The one thing I didn't like was I, I mentioned it in the group that I was checking, you know, uh, the, my mailbox frequently. And some people jumped on me and were like, you shouldn't care because your Kiesel is going to be amazing and you're not going to care once you get it. Like, I I completely disagree with that even now, even though I have it. But I will say this. I, I disagreed with it in the group mostly because I was like, no guitar, no matter how good it is, is worth the wait. Mike Kiesel, and the way it's configured, it's not I wouldn't say that it's worth the wait so much as it, it's a great guitar. It really is. And I see how people could say it is worth the wait. Um, they've always prided themselves on being the um the guitar company that's like we make custom shop guitars at affordable prices. Um where's their quality level at? Like in my opinion, I would say it's, it's on the high end side of Gibson closer to Gibson custom shop. Um, I would say,
3: um, I would say that the,
0: um, the, there are two super minor issues that I noticed on my guitar. Number one, they missed like a hair of wood filler in the, uh, so there's a there's a route underneath the bridge and you'll see it the photos in the group. I'll try to post some photos in the show show notes as well if, if I uh remind myself. Anyway, there's a hairline, like you can barely see it. You you almost have to have a, a uh magnifying lens where they missed like wood filler. But it's in a crack, and it's like I don't even know how to get wood filler in there. So uh there's that and then the, on the neck, there is one fret which if you sight down the side of the neck, you can see that the light hits it differently because it's because it's slightly whiter than the other frets. So like that would be the fret that would sprout. You know, if any of them were gonna sprout, that would be the one. But honestly, like, um, it's stainless steel frets, it plays great, it sounds amazing. Um, I I I'm 90% sure my body is a one-piece body. Uh, it is um it is uh, African mahogany, some black limba. Um, it is a dark guitar. You'll see that in photos as well. Um, which I was advised of when I ordered it, and I kind of laughed I, at first. I was like, "Well, maybe I should rethink it." But then I was like, "No, wait, that's what I want." Like, I'm looking for a seven string metal machine. Like, I don't care if it's if it's a bright guitar or not dark in color, dark in tonality, but dark in color. Like, right. it doesn't need to be hot pink or something. It's fine. So, right. um. I ordered it. I was I was thrilled with everything I've gotten out of it so far. I'm still in the honeymoon phase. Obviously, I, I was just delivered this morning, but I was pleasantly surprised with the quality level. It is better quality than either of my Korean uh I am not Korean, my import GNL uh legacy tribute, you know, my tribute guitars. And then uh it's it's up there with my my SG and it's definitely up there with my S 500. Like they're, they're all like in the same ballpark. Um, I think they're all equally good at what they do. I will say that um, I'm still getting used to playing the seven string part of it. That's probably the one thing that is holding me back. on saying like, this is a stellar guitar. It's a great guitar. It's definitely worth the 1600. I paid for it. It is probably the nicest guitar I have in my collection because it's, it's so custom. Like there's things about it that um, the birds, Eye Maple fretboard. The um uh the uh, black limba body, like those are things that I just don't have in my catalog of stuff. Most people don't, frankly. Um, and that's one of the things that Kiesel prides himself on is the ability to choose your like basically choose pick your poison. What do you want? I mean, you want you want a koa body, like a full on koa body? Yeah, they'll do that for you. It's five hundred bucks, but they'll do it. Uh do you want um a a uh, like a, a like an oak burl for the whole body. They'll do it for you. It's going to cost wow. you. I mean, they, they'll do Buckeye Burl bodies. Like, And I'm not talking about a top, but the whole body is Buckeye Burl. And I that to me is just, like, that's ridiculous. That's way into the ostentation ter- territory. If I'm going to spend $6,000 on a guitar, I'm going to buy something that's going to have some real good resale value. I'm not going to buy a Kees old, like, K8 or whatever. So, they do have some guitars that are just absolutely absurd, like in, in terms of pricing. What, what I think Kiesel is best at is the, the um, I need something special that I can't get from any manufacturer, and I want it at a, at, a, at a bargain basement price. I mean, $1,600 for this guitar. If I bought a Strandberg with comparable features, dude, I'm looking at three grand. Yeah. I mean, for a seven string Strandberg with a, with a tremolo, and um, yes, mine doesn't have the fan fret. Um, but, and it doesn't have their, their neck, which is, which is nothing, but also mine's 1600 and there's 3000. Right. So, I mean, if they were going to do a similar price point, I would expect them to come in around 2,500, 2200, you know, to, to miss those, those other critical features. Um, I, I don't, this hasn't changed my opinion on Jeff as a person because I haven't seen him like, I don't know. I just. I feel like, you know, a lot of the things he says about design, like we're going to bevel the shit out of this. Sorry for the language, but I I heard him say that in the video. And, you know, it's going to be beveled down to like a a paper thin thing. And he says, we do that for comfort. This is easily the most comfortable guitar I've ever played. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I picked it up and it felt natural right out of the box. I've never like, because I play strap Bodies because I'm so comfortable with strap Bodies. Like I've been using them for years and they're all pretty much very similar. And so, I can tell you the difference between my tributes and my and my u s a like easily yeah. um but this guitar, like yeah, it's different, but everything just fell into place. it's natural, and it's done that way because of the bevel. the bevel's ugly, but if you want ergonomics, that's the way to go like I get it i i and i think I think he's onto to something with building ergonomic guitars. there's definitely a segment of the market for that um the, the metal market is is rife with them right now um so I just want to point out, like I, I think there is some genius there. I think his designs, because he's designing a lot of the headless, like more metal-style stuff that's coming out of Kiesel right now, um, I think he's he's got kind of a good head and shoulders when it comes to that. Whether he's going to be able to sustain that past the current metal trends is one thing, because right. obviously metal evolves and so do the instruments. I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, everybody in metal was playing Les Pauls i mean now now we're all playing playing these super strats and comparisons and and Kiesel's and strandberg you know yeah. there's not a headstock in sight to put a logo on so um i don't know I, I i think if you're if you're looking for that kind of experience to go and get a custom guitar and get everything you want and check all the boxes Kiesel's probably a good place to start looking um If you have to have the name on the headstock for some reason, like if you're in a cover band and everybody expects that you're going to play the Fender that so-and-so played or whatever, that's a good reason to go to the other guys. But if you know what you want, I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to encourage people who are like, I'm going to buy my first $1,000 guitar to go buy a Kiesel. That doesn't make any sense because for you, if you've never owned a, a high quality like instrument, it's not that you won't appreciate it you won't know the questions to ask like what what do i want out of this thing unless you've upgraded a lot of guitars and you have somebody who has a lot of very expensive guitars that you played you're not gonna you're not gonna know the right questions to ask so
3: i gotta agree with you there
0: um now jim like you got prs's behind you this is easily as good as a prs
2: I, i believe that i believe that wholeheartedly
0: and I it's not they, because they cut out the middleman either. It no, it no. isn't. It's because all they do all day long is make custom guitars.
1: Yes. And that's
2: the difference. They're not they're not making guitars that are um, the same. Factory line guitars. They always do custom. So custom shop is not different. Custom shop is that's their daily routine.
0: Well, think about it this way. You have um like the way Fender used to do it. You have the Abigail Yabara, right? Winding pickups. Okay. Yep. So they're going through the factory and each guitar goes through a single step in the process. And then it gets down to the assembly line and it ends up in Abigail's lap where she's making the pickups for it. And then it gets put, you know, gets assembled and moves to the assembly line. Kiesel does a similar process, but the difference between Kiesel and those guys is every single guitar that comes through there, other than the neck and body and even the neck and body, which are done by CNC are all, are all custom. But other than the neck and body, Every guitar is unique. And so every person that interacts with that guitar has to know their stuff. If they don't know it, then it's not, it's not going to come out well.
2: That's what I was saying. So, Different is the, is
0: the norm. It's it's a problem solving thing. You got a bunch of guys and, and gals in that building who are problem solvers. Right. And so they have gotten really good at how to deal with every single thing that comes through. Whereas at Fender, you know, if you get the, 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 uh, the gal that likes to paint Telecasters, painting Strats one day, because, you know, Bonnie's out sick, then you're, you know, maybe you're finished, your uh, sunburst is a little off. Right. You yeah. know, and, and, and it, for them, that's, that's a walk in the park. Because nobody does the same guitar every time. Right. You know?
2: Well, what I was going to get at with, uh, with the Fender Gibson thing is, the other thing that don't have with Kiesel. And that is, is unique is you don't expect to have it now. You can't walk in and go, I get my guitar. Yeah. I want to take it out of store right now. Yeah. Now they do have ones that like you said,
0: there was- has the pre-builds you can buy on their website. Right. They're usually pretty pricey. Yep. Um, they usually have a couple of really low end ones, but most of them are pretty pricey. And a lot of guys buy the pre-builds. The problem is, that's not what Kiesel's business model is built on. Oh. Right. No, and right. as, as to what you're saying, Jim, that 10 to 12 weeks, that's, I mean, I was talking to guys in the group who are on 18 weeks, Yep, 18 weeks. And you have a 10 to 12 week built lead time. Most of the time. And so, what they,
2: were they complaining or were there, was it, how is the,
0: the guys how- that had multiple Kiesels were not complaining. And most of the guys that were having to wait that amount of time were waiting for wood because they had a very fancy top on order. Um, and, and oftentimes that means that also like Jeff might be doing the refinishing work or the, right. or the finishing work on the guitar. So they're in process. Like everybody knows that if you're going to do that stuff, it's going to take longer. Um, and I think the build team would be upfront with you about that too. If they know about it, my complaint was, they won't give you an estimate during the process. And in my opinion, like, yes, I know. Like, look, I paid I paid my deposit, yeah. right? Now I got my order sheet. I know I got a guitar in the, in, the, in the oven. But my problem is when I go to them and I ask them, they have my money and I have nothing. So the least they could do is take my call and respond to me. And I wasn't being, I didn't badger anybody. I didn't call anybody. I actually didn't call anybody. I sent an email one time when I made my final payment, right? And I said, because it was a significant amount of money. I mean, we're talking, I think it was like $1,200 or something. Um, And I'm like, yeah, any update, like when it's going to be due. I know we're right around 12 weeks. I wanted to pay before it was done. Um, And he was like, soon. And that's what they say. And I've heard that they say that until 14 weeks hits. So unless your guitar is more than two weeks overdue, they'll say soon. After that, then they'll start looking into why your guitar hasn't shown up. And it's because they don't have a computerized inventory system. They don't have any way to track when things right. are getting done. Um, and like, I respect that. But to a point, like when you set the expectation as a 10- to 12-week build time, like yeah, that's, what you should that's the expectation. And I was, I was called out in that group over there multiple times by people by saying that that was an expectation. And I said, they said it. I don't care whether or not that that was the promised delivery date, they said the build time is 10 to 12 weeks. So I expect at 12 weeks, I should get an update. When I call in or when I email somebody, they should be cordial to me and give me an update. Not say soon. And I'm sorry, if that's Jeff Kiesel's policy, it's bullshit. And there ain't nobody that's going to tell me otherwise.
2: No, you're right. You're right. I, Uh I agree with you Again, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now that said, I was hoping you'd say, yeah, I called them and they said it
0: was going to, you know, or, or no, no, never got a word from it. Would I do it again? Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but that's only because I know, I know the quality of the products there. And my whole thing was like, I haven't seen this thing yet and it's going to show up. And like, there's a very good chance I could be selling this thing. Like that's kind of the way I was feeling about it. But at the same time, I'm also sitting there going, look, you have my money. Like this is really not fair for you to deny me to know what's going on. It really no. isn't. You can pretend like that all day long. Lots of guys in the group are like they're very they're very pro Kiesel, and whatever Jeff Kiesel says makes him God. And I really yeah. wish we could get past the sycophants. I I, I I wish we could get past it because that's ridiculous. I'm sorry, but there's no difference between their business and my business. And when I ran my own business, if a client asked me how long it was going to take something to happen, I would tell them to the best of my ability how long it would take. And I would give them, hey, this is a general estimate, just so you know, because guess what? I had to set the expectation. And if I don't set that expectation, I'm not getting the job. Okay? And if I didn't hold my feet to the fire and get things done on that timeline, I didn't keep that job. So for them to act like, Oh, we got your money now, so we don't have to tell you anything. It's ridiculous. It's Stone Age. We don't. We haven't operated that way since the 1980s. Yep. So I don't know. I I have my frustrations with the process, but overall, I think the product's great. I think you can. I think you can get a really solid if you got time to wait. And don't plan on it being ten to twelve weeks. Absolutely. I wasn't really planning on it. I was just. I was excited. I wanted to get the guitar in my hands. I was really excited about it.
2: But I think um, I. I think that what they should do uh, better is to say, hey, you know what? It's 10, 12 weeks, but it might go. Or if you don't hear from us, don't get.
0: Don't Here's get a thought you. Jeff, don't buy another fucking race car. Spend the 10000 or $20,000 to put inventory management into your business so your guys don't have to walk around on the floor to get that number for me. Because I'll tell you right now, there was a sheet that was assigned to my guitar. They had all the options on it. They followed yeah. it around to the factory. And that was the only thing. They had my name on it.
2: Yep. And that sheep stays with your guitar or stays with your parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's the way they used to do it in the eighties. Like I worked for companies where their machines were older than, than, than uh, Jeff Kiesel. Okay. And, and they were, they weren't doing it that way. Even though their machines were that old, they had put the money into the computer equipment to actually track materials. They're building. And if they're really building 20 guitars a day is what they're saying. They're they're shipping out 20 guitars a day. Then they need something like that because that means they have. So if you think about 10 to 12 week lead time, right? 20 guitars a day, how many guitars are in the pot at any given time? You can do the math. The 20 times, you know, 12 weeks times five gives you 1200 guitars in the pipe at any given time that they don't have accountability for. So when Jeff Kiesel moved his factory and he says, we lost a hundred guitars. Somebody stole a hundred guitars from us and we need your help catching them. They didn't lose a hundred guitars. They have no inventory control. They don't know what the hell they've got in the oven. They have no idea other than the, other than the amount of uh, sales orders they have and their accounts receivable, which I'll bet you their books aren't that good either. So yeah. I, I, it's just, it's mind boggling to me how in this day and age we can run a business like that and have a guy like Jeff Kiesel who is running around with fancy cars and stuff like that. Uh, and and flaunting it on Instagram and Facebook,
2: yet and he flaunts it to the group. Yeah, yeah. The same sycophants fans that are over there going, "Oh, Jeff is God," is uh, are also the people who are sitting there going, "Oh man." Yeah,
0: we're all the ones eating ramen so we can buy guitars from him. Yeah. Like, think about it. Don't 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 not hold him to the fire. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I, I, at some point, we got to stop the madness. Stop the insanity. Uh, yeah. we, we really have to like nail it down, get right in their faces and tell them these floors are dirty as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. No, we we just need to like we need to slow down. Don't do what David does. Don't don't yell till your horse like I have tonight. You need to slow down, calm down and just know that your guitar will show up eventually because that's what the Kiesel guys want you to that's do.
2: That's what that's what. um <laughs> Yeah. I mean, well, uh, the fact is that if I had a custom-order guitar... Dude,
0: I would, it's $1,600. Like, uh, that's a down payment on a car. You're damn well better w- believe that I want to know where my guitar is at. And you know what? I, I know Kiesel's been in business a long time, but it doesn't mean they can't close their doors and walk away with your money either. And it
2: really wouldn't be that hard for them to set up inventory record um, tracking to know where no, it No,
3: not it at
0: time. all. <laughs> and not a lot of money either. No, that's why I said you can do that for under $10,000. Right. Right, who, who is their IT consulting firm? Because it's clear they don't have IT on site. Like it's it's uh, really clear. Hundred
2: percent sure. I'm a hundred percent sure. Call me. Uh, I'm an
0: IT guy. I'll fly out. I'll help you put inventory management in. Call uh, me. Call my know. guys. Yeah. Call my guys. David Hill Network Solutions. Call my guys. <laughs> Which is you? Yeah, like, why not? Call my service. Yeah, call my guys. Like I'll take care of you.
2: Don't worry. Um. I, I, I agree. But again, I, I'm, uh, I'm of the mind. I told you about my PRS way, way back. I sat on a waiting list
0: for a year. That was back in the day when you sat on a waiting list for them.
2: And you did. And I sat on a waiting list. I sat on a waiting list to order one. Yeah. I one To order
0: it. Yeah. I did well, not
2: buy that particular one.
0: You know, well, if I was Keisel, you know what I would be telling people when people are putting in order for the gar- guitar? It's going to be tw- between 12 and 20 weeks because that's the expectation. That's the real expectation.
1: Yep.
0: Mine wasn't 20 weeks, it was 14, but that's the expectation.
2: I sat on a list to get on a list. that It was, a, I don't think, an $8,000 guitar to $10,000, somewhere in there, that guitar that I wanted to get on a list. She had to get on a list to get on a list.
0: Yeah. Jim was going yeah, to gonna a buy a dragon, by the way.
2: I was going to buy a dragon. So you had to be on a list of people. It was like getting Super Bowl tickets.
0: And then Jim would have it sold it out. so he could buy a house.
2: Yeah. They only came out once a year. And they were, it was like
0: being one of those. It would people. be the only guitar you owned that went up in value. Yeah. What was.
2: Yeah. It's, they're like $40,000, $50,000. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what I, on list for was literally that much money. I decided to, to take
0: my. Money um, the, uh, being the practical guitarist, I have
3: to say, good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I lost all my money good job
2: um but i uh, um i would have spent a lot and that was um but that said uh it was like trying to get on those lists you know to get the oh i want to get one of the the jimmy page the real jimmy page
0: yeah the they you're like calling every dealer in the united states seeing if they're going to get one and and then be like i got a car down payment here for you like yeah and i'll give you i'll give you a thousand dollars extra yep
2: Yeah, But only certain dealers and only certain, I mean, it was like, uh, and back then there were only people that got, zero-ass dealers were like this microcosm car dealer.
0: Yeah, and the reality is the way that the people actually get on those lists is they call Fender and ask.
2: Yep, yep.
0: How do I I get on the list? And they're like, well, we got one going here. I'll call them and talk to them for you.
2: And a lot of those people are ones um, uh, that, Bender called them. Hey, we're going to do this. and you interested in getting on it.
0: Yeah, they're, they're so um, when they tell you they're doing a run of fifty, maybe forty nine of them are already sold because they already like know who they're going to.
2: There's a yeah. I, um, Andertons was talking about when they did their damn uh, coverage. They were talking about the uh, Jimmy Page that they got because they got one. Yeah. Not the not the cheapy version. No,
0: the custom shop like 000, replica.
2: Twenty thousand dollar whatever. And he, you know, he said, yeah, we appreciate that one customer very much. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. But they, I mean, they make their trip with that. You know, they, they make a lot of money on one person.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, that's like, if it's a $20,000 guitar, they're cutting that's probably seven or eight grand. Because I, I
2: remember mean, when the. About yeah, a third I, of it. Yeah, I remember when the Jimmy Page, Les Paul came out. I think I told the story. It came out for like $16,000 or $14,000. Yeah. Um, and it, when it hit the market, we, uh, my local guitar center. Got yeah. And it came in and everybody was the guy that got it was, was standing there like that's fine. And everybody was, Ooh, and on, ooh went on. You we saw it on eBay the next day.
0: Oh yeah. For like, for like yeah, dude. Years. Yeah. Like that's usually where they're going. That's, that's the other thing. The guy that initially buys it, he ain't keeping it. Yeah. Like he might as well be a dealer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, honestly, like that guy in uh in new york that you knew about who had like the house where he had all the the prs's and stuff oh, and, cater, yeah. and the in the and the sheets and you just ask him what you wanted to look at and he'd go find it for you like yeah. that guy was basically a dealer operating out of his house
2: i mean oh, he was a dealer operating out of his house yeah i mean that's <sighs> and the guy this guy um his name is chris you don't know where he lives you don't get to go to his house.
0: No, that's it. another house he owns to just to store guitars it's in. A,
2: it's a safe house type thing. There's a,
0: yeah. This,
2: this guy is, dude, I mean, he's got millions of dollars of inventory.
0: In yeah. House.
2: I don't know what his house, homeowner's insurance looks like or if he's got like a business
0: insurance. Oh, he's definitely insured somehow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, we've, had a, we, we've had a good run of it tonight. We're at two hours and 23 minutes on my clock, which means we're probably about two hours and 10 minutes in. So I'm not going to hold anybody accountable for anything that was said here tonight. No. Uh, I do ask that you all take a grain of salt before you write all the hate mail for the political comments and the discussion about uh, sexism this evening, uh, and that uh, everybody yeah, like, like stops, too many uh, know
2: how not to be sexist. That's
0: what. I'm e- everybody <laughs> stops giving hugs to Jeff Kiesel and yes. um, maybe he gets the tough love he needs. So uh, you know, it's been a great night. I've been David. I've been Jim. And tonight we've been the practical guitarists. That's correct.